This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. I mean, maybe he does go to a bunch of them, but... Okay, other than that... Well, oh, that's what I mean. It, they they basically turned him into the pizza parlor guy, where he's like having kids. I mean, <laughs> they turned him into a villain for, <laughs> that they can bash on. Yeah, <sighs> who needs the aggravation? He's also we'll have it in sound clips. Fauci's given a lot of reasons why, but he's, it's not like oh, I just want to spend time with my grandkids and I want to fish. He wants to get involved in all kinds of other stuff. Oh, well, good needs, for him. I mean, he's the aggravation. Right? Been at the same job for thirty eight years. I think he's been a public servant. No, no, he's been for longer years. Yeah. He's been a public servant for 38 years. years in the White House in the... Uh, Director of the NIH or the... N-I-A-D-I. Institute of... Uh, Inf- or I-D. Infection, yeah. the, the Institute of In- Infectious Disease. Yes. I know I didn't get all the words right there. <laughs> Nyad. Neither did... Nyad. Yeah, there you go. But neither did you. Yeah, neither did you. You didn't get all the words right. Uh, we got a few uh, neckline calls coming up, so we'll be getting to those. Nico, in your in your pink salmon colored shirt today. What yeah. uh, what do you want to add? I look popping. Yeah, you really do. Uh, a woman has claimed that God gave her herpes as a blessing so that she could make better choices in life. Wow, talk that's a good way of looking at it. Now, did God did God work his way through a, <laughs> some random dude's penis? Is that how what she means by God gave her herpes? No, nope, I think it was an immaculate infection. <laughs> Nice. That's the name of today's. Yeah. Did did you was that did you set that all up? You may have worked on this. <laughs> may, may have worked on it a little bit. All right, that's good. Also, mullets are back in the news because they had the international mullet uh, contest and they had the division for kids. And one of our friends' kid got second place. Uh, but it brought. Oh, are you talking about my article? Did you write an article about the mullets? And Raymond Ortho. Okay, no. Joanna reminded me that we had gotten in a big big argument about mullets. Oh, that is not a mullet. And I said that Seinfeld, during the run of that show, in the 90s, had a mullet. Mm -mm. And I brought up a picture. I don't see how you can deny that that's... There's no party in the back. Yes, there is. No, that's not a party. That's a sad party. Look, and I can find multiple party, right? multiple pictures of Jerry Seinfeld. That's just long hair cl- in the back. People have long hair in the back. It's that's the definition of a mullet. And long hair up top. It no, it's well, it's kind of poofy. I mean, and that's definitely a '90s thing. But Jerry's hair very seldom was over his ear on the side, and <laughs> you got a good look at his face. So it wasn't it wasn't long on the side. Is long in the back. All Longer sides appear. To be of equal. Look length. at that. He's even got like a mullet flip nope. kind of going, like a Laurie Pet Laura uh, Petri from uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. Not a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, flipped. Yeah. He's he's got uh, Margot Thomas in that girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mullet. I'm telling you. That I can see we're going to have the same argument again. Well, guess what? With the last time we had the Seinfeld mullet argument, you Ma- lost. No. Megan wasn't on the show, so we got somebody else who can vote on it. That's right. All right, we have a lot of ground to cover. Don't forget, you can give us a call. Be part of the show. We we love that. We welcome that. We'll try and get you off a hold as quick as we can if you call in. So here's the studio line. It's 915-910-4995. That's 915 910 
4995 to put in a call to the Buzz Adams Morning Show. We're going to have today in sound clips coming up. We're going to hear from Dr. Fauci uh, in his own words. That's on the way this morning. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our late night roundup. It's on the way for us. And I don't want to get too, too deep into it now, but Movie Pass is making a comeback. What? Yep. That's, uh, that's what the story on the board says. Didn't they get your goat the first time? Well, <laughs> did they get my goat? Yeah. Uh, did they put my undies in a bunch? Yes. Yeah. Mm, well, yeah, it, it was frustrating. My brother had gotten me a movie pass before, like, I had ever even heard a movie pass, so it was very early on. But it was really difficult to use the movie pass. It had all these weird rules well, and exceptions. And- you got to be on the, like, b- you can only reserve your movie if you're at the theater, is what I came to find out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't do it from home. Oh, I'm going to use a free ticket. So, and, and the way they started off was it was supposed to be free movie passes, kind of unlimited. Mm-hmm. And then they realized, and, I, and my question was at the time, how is this a sustainable business model? How do you make money? <laughs> <laughs> right. How does and this not within, within a couple, within a few months, MoviePass realized, <laughs> oh yeah, we can't make, yeah, money, we can't make money this way. <laughs> so they started changing some of the rules. Also, 90% of the time you'd go in, whoever the person was behind the ticket counter didn't know what it was. What it was, what or how to do it, it, or whatever. What is that? I could never, never figure They're it like, out. They're like, what? Anyway, <laughs> the end of the deal, my brother got me this for Christmas, which was very thoughtful, and it probably set him back like, a, I don't know, 60 100 bucks or something. No, oh, wow. I ended up using it one time, so I paid 60 or or $100 to go to one movie. <laughs> via movie pass. Let's go ahead and take a look at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. And uh, today is August the 23rd. Today is the day of remembrance for the sl- of the slave trade oh, well. is uh, observed today. Also, uh, birthdays include Scott Kahn. I like how you just skipped Lil Yachty. Yeah, I didn't know if anybody knew who Lil Yachty was. <laughs> Do you know who Lil Yachty is? Yeah. Oh, no. all right. Well, there's somebody called Lil Yachty. He's a singer. Uh, Scott Kahn is 46. Wait, you thought more people would know who Scott Kahn was than Lil Yachty. He's James Kahn's kid. I was going to say, is he James Kahn? Yeah, his dad was Sonny Corleone. Of course, more people know who Scott Kahn is than uh, Lil Yachty. Obviously not. Um, Scott Kahn. Oh. Good luck and kind of takes after his, his old man. Okay. Anyway, he's currently on Hawaii Five-0. And yes, he's Jimmy Kahn's son. Oh, wouldn't it be great if he was in that Paramount Plus show? Oh, the offer. Oh, yeah, the offer. they should have got oh, Scott on him. to play to play James Cook. Yeah. Why do I not have my calendar music? It's it's kind of weird. Don't you put that up? No, Joanna You don't hear does. it? Huh. I'm playing it. Really? Yes. Mm-mm. It's not coming in here. What? Yeah. Are you I hearing hear it. it? Yes, Mm-mm. I hear it. No, I'm not hearing the, L- the calendar. Does one of us have a stroke right now? You don't hear it? Push, a, push another button. I I don't know what other okay. buttons push. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume it's there. Listen. There, there you go. <laughs> Whatever it was, that was push it. That was it? The yep. right button. Somebody didn't put it in audition. People touch buttons here. You remember Jay Moore? Yeah, the comedian? The voice of Polly in the movie Polly? Yes. What, the one about the parrot? Yes. Uh, he was Bob Sugar and Jerry Maguire. 
too. So uh, Jay Moore is 52. Was he not a stand-up comic? I was. He a, was a stand-up comic. I think he might have been on a season or two of Saturday Night Live, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Like long ago, but he uh, anyway. Jay Moore is fifty-two today. <gasps> Polly is on HBO Max. <laughs> is that you could pick that as your movie for the next <laughs> we movie? We already movie chose club. the movie. <laughs> uh, Shelley Long, who played Diane on Cheers, yeah, is seventy-three. Don't forget. What was the one where she was the Girl Scout leader? Uh, True Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. True Beverly Love Hills. It. 80s heartthrob actor turned rock star Rick Springfield is 73. His biggest hit was Jesse's Girl. Come on, Joanna. I wish that I had Jesse's Girl. Oh, that guy. What can I find me a woman like that? Rick Springfield is 73 today. Rudy Rudiger, the real-life inspiration for the movie Rudy, is having a birthday today. He's 74. He uh, is a motivational speaker now. Mm-hmm. A lot of his former teammates, including Joe Montana, who was on that Notre Dame team, said that most of it was <laughs> BS. <laughs> Take it up with Joe Montana, man. Wait, wait, wait. Joe Montana was on the same... Notre Dame team, and he says it was a BS kind of story. Like they just made it, a, a lot of a bigger the, deal about in the movie. Okay, okay, okay. Look, I don't think he's calling Rudy Rudiger a liar. He's just saying that a lot of the stuff in the movie was, you know, made up. <laughs> a birthday for Richard Sanders, the actor who played Les Nesman on WKRP in Cincinnati, is eighty-two. I want to ask you, middle-aged millennials. <laughs> Because that's what you are. We're not for middle But in the millennials, you're middle-of-the-pack millennials. That means you're yeah. middle-aged for millennials. There's older millennials. Yeah. You could be like 38 and still millennials. My daughter is a middle-aged Gen Zer. A middle-aged. <laughs> yeah. She's 14. Yeah, that's middle-aged. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, maybe that is. And she's not 14. She's 15. She gets her <laughs> driver's license this year. Oh. Uh, but I always want to ask you guys... What's it? Did you watch WKRP in Cincinnati? I know you didn't watch it when it was originally on, but it wasn't what? on, it Nick, wasn't at on Night. Nick at Night. And oh. it's kind of hard to find out. Ever since you've and that's a great one. You guys should check, especially because you're in the radio business. Yeah, I you think check I, out WKRP. In when I first started guesting, you were like, "Oh, you have to watch if you're going to do radio. You got to yeah. watch <laughs> WKRP." Uh, anyway, the guy who played Les Nesman is 82. But you showed me some clips from it, and like it's the humor, really funny. Yeah, the humor yeah, is good. really good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Barbara Eden, Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie. Do, do, nobody do, 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 nobody do, filled do, out a harem do, girl do, do, outfit do, 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 like Barbara Eden did. fill out the harem outfit. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine? That was just like on on reruns in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> all the Gosh. time when I was a kid. Uh, so Barbara Eden. Oh, master. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, master. Yes, master. And do you remember when Evil Jeannie would show up? It was just oh, Barbara yeah, Eden the, in, a, the in a black... It, right. Yes. It was just her in a... Which in was a the same way, thing yeah. they did on Bewitched. Bewitched, yeah. <laughs> okay, you remember. Oh, now, yeah. how do you remember this from... I watch Nick at Night. Nick at Night. Every okay. night, yeah. But, like, like these two also, WKRP was not... I not, haven't they, seen that. No, yeah. I just wrote it down, though, on my yeah, list. Next to, Next to American Psycho. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, Jeannie, for my dream of Jeannie, Barbara Eden is 91 today. And 24 years ago, that 70s show, 
debuted on Fox. Whoa. That 70s show debuted in 1998, and it was talking about stuff that had happened 20 years before that. And now it's over 20 years since that show first came out. Weird. I think it's time for that 2010s show. <laughs> Wait until they start getting really super nostalgic about stuff that you remember being into. I know. The it's first time that happened of... to me was The Wedding Singer. It was like, wait a minute, are we nostalgic about the freaking 80s already? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it, it's, it's happened. Don't you think, Nico, Joanna? It's, it's already starting to happen. Uh, when they do 2000s parties, like I know college kids now will have like two, <gasps> 2000s I've parties. I've seen those. Yeah. It hurts. It does kind of hurt. My joints. I guess you're coming up on your 20 year anniversary, right? If you graduated in the early 2000s, you got a 20 year anniversary oh, coming up. This year was my fifth. Oh my god. Wait, this year? Yes, and everyone was like, oh, we should do something. And I was like, the hell we will. Did you graduate in 07? Yes. Oh, so it was mine too? Yeah, yeah, it was yours too. Well, start the countdown for the 20 year reunion, guys. (laughs) Today is also Find Your Inner Nerd Day. That's nerd, N E R D. And I thought we would do that by discussing House of Dragons. Yeah. The uh, prequel to Game of Thrones. Have you seen any of it? I just watched it all last night. I could not stop. I couldn't even pause it to really? go to the bathroom. It was. Wow. I'm, I'm it still was... giving it a chance. I thought you didn't think some of the like sitting around the table discussing politics was got a little boring. <laughs> no, you have the worst attention span in the world of attention spans. I'm not going to like try and compare it to to that. It was good if you liked the the movies. If you read anything about the movies. The- I mean, if if you well, it's like a movie almost. If you like the TV show, if uh, you read the books, you'll definitely love it as well, because uh, it definitely it goes into the 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 history uh, of the Targaryen dynasty, right? And it's, it's good. I, I thought that the CGI was a little. You could tell that it wasn't as good as. What do you mean, the dragons? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of when you talk about CGI. So they don't have, they don't have White Walkers. It doesn't look like in this that, which is fine. I, that was like the, that was the least interesting part of Game of Thrones how, how, to me. It's fine if they don't have White Walkers. White, white, white Walkers aren't even a part of the story yet. It's like why would they have that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying I don't miss it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're doing Embrace Your right, right, Nerds. Right. So yes. I don't mind that there's no White Walkers. I thought they were a little tedious. To tell you the truth, they insisted upon they themselves. They insisted upon themselves. <laughs> also, I guess they used to have gladiator. Well, <laughs> used to like it's like it's history. But in the world of Game of Thrones, they have gladiatorial, you know, uh, jousting and things like that. Oh, that Except was a really cool. Straight up murder each other. It's oh. like I knocked you off your horse. Now I'm going to cave your face in with a battle axe. Yeah, that was, that was super intense. cool. It All wasn't right. just about like chivalry, knocking you down off your horse. It was about beating your your face and yeah, yeah. Now on HBO and HBO Max, it's the new Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon, with all new plot twists that you didn't expect. I want to be king. No, I want to be king. But I want to be queen. Neither of you will rule the seven kingdoms. I will. Hey, look, a dragon. Yes, Game of Thrones <laughs> is back, and it's completely different. We shall fight each other. I shall chop off your arms. I shall fight both of you and chop off your arms. Look, another dragon. It's the Game of Thrones prequel. House of the Dragon. Ah! 
You stabbed me in the belly. I have also been stabbed. I have no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> Check your local listings. All right, so I can confirm, yeah, there's plenty of nudity. So that part is back for this series. Boops and dragons. Chopped off arms. A lot, a of, lot of chopped off arms. Matt Smith, the doctor. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who is in there. Uh, otherwise known as Prince Philip from the crown. <laughs> so, yeah, I give it a pretty thorough thumbs up at this point. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't even I didn't even think about that till I heard your bit right now. Yeah, it's the same it's the same <laughs> stuff the as the other Game of Thrones. It's a Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. More about uh, House of Dragon with Joanna and entertainment news on the way right after this. Do not readjust. Distracted, and I don't know how I could begin to tell, describe to you what it was I was distracted by. I would love to hear this. So I asked Nigo, who's in town this week? And he said, Greg Wilson for the comic strip. For comic strip. Oh, cool, cool. You know Greg, right? Yes. And I was trying to describe who Greg was to Megan, so I brought up a video, and it's Greg from a recent... I guess he was in Canada, and no, he was... This is the L.A. Comedy, uh, Comedy Club in Las Vegas. Uh, well, he was talking about, in Canada, their dollars, I guess, are coins. Okay, I'm trying to explain At strip this. clubs, they don't use dollars, they use coins. Well, if you wanted to no, make right. it, so so his whole joke is, <laughs> right. you don't make it rain, you make it hail. And <laughs> then funny. some some woman in the crowd was like, I've seen a girl put a cup between her legs and you've got to throw the, they call them loonies, I guess, the because okay. they have a picture of a loon on them, the Canadian dollar. All right. And you got to throw them in the cup. The next thing you know, Greg Wilson's on stage and he's got the girl out of the audience and she's got the thing in her, kind of her butt. And he's throwing coins in her butt. And he's singing, proud to be an American. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you know you're free. (laughs) And I got lost track of time. (laughs) (laughs) Distracted. But uh, Greg is going to be here. Greg actually graduated high school, I think, from either Eastwood or Montwood. Hanks. Hanks. He is a proud Hanks graduate. All right. So Greg Wilson, who has been on... A ton of TV shows. I see Modern Family, The Mindy Project, The Upshaws on Netflix. Upload. Upload on Amazon Prime. Yeah, we were watching there together and we're like, is that Greg? (laughs) (laughs) Joanna, have you ever heard of this show? Which one? Upload. Upload? No. So it's a comedy set slightly in the future, but in this future, you can upload your entire consciousness into a computer, oh, so it's like you've right, died, right. Yeah, and you're in... Yeah, pushing it on me. Yeah, well, Greg shows up in the first bit oh, of that. okay. Did you ever try and watch any of the second season? No. Because I thought it really was not as good. The first season was pretty interesting, and the second season... I I think I dropped it after the it first episode. Ended on a down note in the first season, and then, yeah, it didn't get me to pick it back up. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that's what was going on in there. I was watching Greg Wilson throw Canadian quarters at a woman's butt. <laughs> 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 and I'm over here. Hello. Oh, you got Sorry. Him? Canadian dollars. 
Loonies. Loonies. Oh, I think loony. they call them loonies. I could be wrong. That them. butt was loony. <laughs> Here's an interesting story. Brad Pitt. Do you remember he started a foundation to build houses after Hurricane Katrina? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they, like, all fall on yeah, the people who lived they in them? They were not good houses. We're, we're getting to it. Oh. And then we're going to get to entertainment news. Uh, Brad Pitt's Make It Right Foundation, which would become very ironic as the story developed, that it was called Make It Right. Okay. Built homes in the Lower Ninth Ward of New Orleans. That's where... Uh, many, many, many people were displaced by Hurricane Katrina. Uh, his foundation ended up getting sued because the homes were supposedly poorly built. To which, my first reaction is, you're, it's a free home. How well built do you expect it to be? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's giving you a free house. You ever yeah. heard about gift horses and looking them in the mouth? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Brad Pitt's Make It Right Foundation has made an agreement with a nonprofit called Global Green who will fork over about 20.5 million so all the problems can be fixed. Brad Pitt issued a statement saying he was quote, here's the quote, incredibly grateful for Global Green's willingness to step up and provide this important support for the lower ninth families. A source adds, Brad has confidence in the Make It Right team. He made a promise to the people of the Lower Ninth, and he intends to keep fulfilling it and to keep contributing money as he has been all this time. Okay, so when you get a Hollywood celebrity to do your construction build, maybe there's a chance that you should have gotten a home builder instead. <laughs> I I don't know that Brad Pitt was out there building these Did things, he, but I, gonna I, I'm going to go back to them? my original point. Yeah, aren't you getting a free house? Yeah, I mean, as long as there's no poison, asbestos. Uh, yeah, if somebody gives me something free, a free apple, but it's poisoned, <laughs> I don't well, want I don't, the poison I don't think apple. This was poison. Let's just say it wasn't the best apple you've ever had, and Let's it was somehow say, poisonous inside. Well, because no, like, I, did anybody get hurt or anything? No, they're just very, very poorly constructed. Okay, but nobody got hurt. I don't believe so. I think they, you know, with the leaks sprung and they weren't. I, I, I'm not the expert on this, but I well, would just as long like as to nobody know. was hurt and that that you know, because then you, then it doesn't make sense. Then you're giving somebody the poisoned apple, even if you didn't know it was poisoned. Uh, you're giving them a wait, wow. wait, wait. You're saying so if if, if house, somebody got ha- hurt in a house that was built for them, even though it's free, if it's poorly built and it hurts them somehow, even though it's free. It's not good. It's not good to give somebody something that is going to hurt them. Really? What do you mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> Buzz is like, well, I'll be damned. No, I want you to go on. Neg- I mean, that's how people can sue companies all the time for the things that they put out. I mean, it, when something is broken, uh, there's a recall on it, right? Yeah, but usually you're talking about things that you paid money for, right? Oh, so even things that you didn't, that you don't worry about recalls. Uh, you are really, really... I'm bad at this week. I don't know what's going I'm on. I'm saying, what, what do you mean? It, if somebody gave you a broke, you're somebody saying just because built, somebody it's went free, down and built free houses. They should just be happy no matter how good uh, they maybe were. Maybe after somebody built you the free house, maybe you patch the roof. <laughs> you know, maybe that's part of the deal. Okay, oh, if, thank you if for that's all me, it thank was, thank you for building yeah. me a free house. Uh, some of the floorboards aren't aren't uh, exactly level. Maybe that's <laughs> okay. on you. Okay, maybe the, right. maybe Brad Pitt's thing wasn't. I'm gonna uh, do all the upkeep. For the rest of time, 
in addition in to building a free right. home. Now that's true. If 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 it's just those little things about well, the these house, are these they're are probably really, millennials really, no, who these are, are really, suing. These are super. No, oh, these are very been, poor people been to in the, the ninth, ninth ward. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm joking. It's I mean, they got all us. kinds of people, but the, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Now, if somebody was walking through the house and fell through the floorboards and broke their femur and couldn't work anymore, then that's on the the house builders. But no, just because it's free, I don't. I think they should expect something to be working right about. It. Now, if if it is those things like the roof being patched, yeah, do that on your own. Don't don't sue Brad Pitt for giving you a free house. Patch the roof. Do that. You know, or maybe the door. You ever had one of those yeah. doors? The door is stuck, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little yeah. off. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a little but off. But if there's lead in the water or something, you know, if there's... Well, uh, listen, I, I know the people in the Ninth Ward have a lot of problems that go along with just, you know... Oh, so you're saying that anything's better off for these people in the Ninth Ward than, than nothing. Well, they're how they they had to move to the Super Bowl for the to the right. Superdome for a while, and their houses were literally just they had no houses. So, yeah, if somebody builds you a free house, that seems kind of like the proverbial gift horse. Right, that is yeah. to me. Um, oh, here's an interesting fact: Keanu Reeves did ninety percent of his own stunts in the John Wick movies. So. Keanu Reeves actually is John Wick. Have you ever seen a John Wick movie? No. But you know the cultural touchstones. Yes, I knew the cultural significance. Why why does he end up killing all those gangsters? Because his dog? Because they killed his dog. Yeah. And there's a new book about the series called They Shouldn't Have Killed His Dog. (laughs) Oh my God, I want that book. (laughs) A producer for the friend. That's what the whole thing is. Like these jerk... Uh, Russian mobsters, and one of them was like, like Rick and Stark or somebody <laughs> was one of the characters from Game of Thrones. They just to be dicks, they just kill his puppy, Aww. and then he goes. And they kills. deserve everything yeah. they got. Right. Uh, a producer for the franchise says that Keanu Reeves has done ninety percent of his own stunts in the four John Wick movies so far. Uh, he turns fifty-eight next week. Keanu does. The first John Wick came out in 2014, meaning Keanu was 49 or maybe 50 when he started the series. So he's been doing all this stunt work in John Wick. Oh wow! Throughout his entire, throughout, he's been in his 50s that entire time. Have either one of you guys ever seen a John Wick movie? Yes. Okay. I have not. It's. I don't think. Maybe I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot of the movies. Um, let, okay, you will know because Keanu Reeves looks like Aaron Rodgers looks now. Okay. I, Didn't I Aaron don't Rodgers think, go I don't think I've seen one. John Wick John for Halloween. Wick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the pictures when my nephew went as John Wick yeah. for the Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. 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 I have. All right, time for other <laughs> entertainment news. Joanna Barba is got our Hollywood report for us. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Line cooks are the new American sex symbols due to the popularity of the FX show The Bear. This summer, gals are try- in town are trying to kiss the cook, or as the line cook, the humble station chefs are stepping into the spotlight following Jeremy Allen White's lauded performance as an overwhelmed would-be restaurateur on FX's culinary drama. Is that the guy's name from Shameless? Yes. What's Jer- his name? Jeremy Allen White. I just call him Lip. Yeah, that's, that's I his never, character. I never saw Shameless, but I've seen the bear. 
Great show. Do you like the bear? I do, yeah. It's a good show. How, do, you, do you find it sexy somehow? People have been posting on social media that the bear, is like the, the character, mm-hmm. is like kind of gross and stuff, but the way he makes food makes them all very hot under the collar. It hot. Yeah. Look, I've always loved a man who can cook. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, now the greasy... Do you, know who the, do you know who this actor who played Lip and Shameless looks like? Who? A young Gene Wilder, like Circle hey, yeah. Willy Wonka totally. and Chocolate Factory. Totally. That oh is exactly God. what he looked like. Well, now the greasy hair tatted up chain-smoking guy who works the line say their love life's have never been hotter. Ryan Faber, a 23-year-old line cook at a Mediterranean restaurant in New York, said that he felt like a piece of meat during a recent outing with a friend of a friend. The hot line cook is described as Anthony Bourdain mixed with Pete Davidson. <laughs> Other chefs have also seen their dating lives heat up with many getting their DMs filled with messages that say, yes, chef. Faber says that the thing that everyone finds sexy is the fresh pasta that line cooks can make. Oh, man. Yeah, if a man makes me some pasta. American ladies. Mm -hmm. What the is going on? (laughs) Anthony Bourdain and Pete Davidson. Anthony Bourdain mixed with Pete Davidson. Yeah, that sounds hot. (laughs) Sounds like somebody needs two showers. (laughs) Is he showered? No. But can he make some pasta? Yes. Yes. And that is all that matters, all right? Almost two whole decades after it was first introduced, Evanescence classic breakthrough single Bring Me to Life has now experienced a surprising resurgence in the charts this week. What, Nico? <laughs> this is so weird. How'd you know this was my song? Bring is me it back your to song? life. I like when, yeah. the, when, is it? Is it the guy from Lincoln Park? Who no. no. I don't remember the no. guy. I can never remember the guy's name, but it's not the guy from Lincoln Park. All right. He's not Evanescence? No, no, no. <laughs> no Evanescence is, is the girl I it's a band. But then they it's a ha- band with the girl as the front, but I can't remember ever who the guy is. It was also the lead single off of the Daredevil movie Daredevil. with uh, Ben yeah. Affleck. No, that song is that old? <laughs> there is It's from 2003. I just yeah. said almost two yeah. whole decades. There is a scene of Jennifer Gardner oh, playing Electra. Oh, that's a badass scene. And using her size and she's dancing uh, she's dancing the to the song. Buzz, who's the guy? Um oh my Ben God. Moody? No, that's that's the guitarist. Is Bring that his thing? No, I thought they got like an another artist to do the rap part. Uh, they did, Nothing yeah. I don't rem- I can never remember. Anyway, mysteriously the song is currently sitting at number 1 on the iTunes chart what? standing over the likes of pop royalty like Nicki Minaj and Blackpink, as well as for some weird reason Don McLean's classic American Pie. But anyway, Evanescence themselves have acknowledged the unlikely return to the summit of Bring Me to Life, which was a UK number one single upon release and hit the top 10 in many other charts around the world, but never number one here. And now they say, quote, 19 years and still going strong. Bring Me to Life is number one on iTunes. Thank you for the love. The track's newfound success may have something to do with Evanescence's current co-headlining tour with Korn which kicked off to rave reviews last week and featured front woman Amy Lee duetting with Korn for a riotous version of Freak on a Leash. Okay, oh, wow. so I'm looking at the credits and personnel. It's Paul McCoy. <laughs> it's Paul McCoy. And the only person who has a vocal credit other than Amy Lee is Paul McCoy. From 12 Stones. 
They were on the same uh, record All label right. as Evanescence. Uh, okay. Good According to, yeah, see, to I, songfacts.com. I never remember who the guy is that's singing. He's the real McCoy. I, I, just, I guess the I just The real always, McCoy. I, I guess I just always assumed it was somebody... <laughs> like Lincoln Park. Yeah, like Chester something. Bennington yeah. or... Just, nope. just that little, other little guy. Little Paul McCoy. Or, you know, maybe the, <laughs> little old Paul McCoy. Yeah. yeah. God bless you, Paul McCoy. <laughs> no All those years that I was like, bring me back to life. Yeah, she deserves it. Uh, yeah. 20 years 20. old. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. HBO reports Sunday's premiere of House of the Dragon drew 9.98 million viewers across linear and HBO Max platforms in the U.S., the largest audience for any new original series in the premium cables network history. House of the Dragon was also the longest trending topic on Twitter in its premiere day, ranking number one for 14 hours straight and trended number one on Google Trends. So if you're wondering why HBO Max crashed, that could be the reason, but also a video of what seems like a million apartments watching House of the Dragon simultaneously might also explain it. In a now viral video on Twitter, a sizable chunk of tenants in an apartment building in Brooklyn were clearly watching the premiere at the same time as evidenced by the lights from their TV changing within seconds of each other. Okay, let's try this. I'm going to mm-hmm. play a little bit. Let's see how many you can tell because the lighting in the room, they're obviously got the same thing on their television. Let's see how many apartments on just one face of the building. So okay. this is just one one side of this apartment building. Let's see how many we can count that we're watching Game of Thrones. All right. One, two, three, four, four five, five, six, six seven, seven, eight, eight, nine, eight, nine, nine ten, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking of all the no things. No shame can do. in that what, game. What are you trying to shame here, Beth? It's not a Friday night. It's not a Saturday night. You know, yeah, people work point. on Mondays in New York as well. Right. <laughs> well it was, it's not a fantasy land. <laughs> it was such a cool moment that the House of the Dragon Twitter account retweeted the video on Monday with the caption All the dragons roared at one. House of the Dragon airs at new. One. At one. Their tweet says at one. So House of the Dragon airs. At one? Yeah. I guess as uh, one the, is what the, they meant. The king typo? says, yeah, I think that's a typo because the, the king in this series says and all when he has the dream about his son and all the dragons will roar as one. Now, do I have to have seen Game of Thrones to understand House of Dragon? No. You yeah, don't. I don't think so. No, you don't. All right. Just but realize might, anytime they bring up the name Daenerys, it's referring to... I know to, who that okay, is. Right, I don't fine. think they bring up Daenerys. I haven't at heard the, it once. At the beginning, they say this is set 172 <laughs> oh, well, yes. years before... In the, the writing, yeah. yeah. But you might need to know a little bit about the back... Like, you might need to read the books. If you need to know about Valeria and the old doom, why did all no. these dragon riders leave Valeria to come to Westeros? Stow it, nerd. All, right. all you need to know is in Stow this world... <laughs> They have dragons and basically magic. Dragons and boobs. Right. House boobs. of the Dragon airs new episodes Sundays on HBO and in theory on HBO Max. 
And In finally, theory. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Movie Pass, the subscription movie-going service whose spectacular fall after a buzzy start ended in liquidation two years ago, it's set to return on Labor Day in beta form with a new tiered pricing system. The subscription service will reopen on Thursday, August 25th, with a wait list posted on its website at 9 a.m., where cinema goers wishing to join the beta version can sign up. The wait list will be open for five days, and it will be free to sign up on a first-come, first-served basis. The first batch of successful applicants will be notified on Labor Day when they will be offered three subscription price tiers. The prices will range between $10, $20, or $30 a month, and each subscription option will give the user credits to cash in each month to see movies. There will not be an unlimited viewing option during the service's beta version. Wait, do they say how, how many movies you can watch? Uh, I guess maybe once per month, <laughs> but it's not giving you unlimited, but it doesn't say like how many movies you can see each month. Do you think you would be tempted to go no. back to them? Or no, nope. don't you remember it's his horrible not. experience? They burnt you a first time and never again. <laughs> it was a He's very, not ready to be hurt again. Very, I'm not ready to be hurt again. Flawed product. <laughs> And it's, I think it's fitting that they're having it on Labor Day because anytime I wanted to use my movie pass, it I'd wouldn't have work. Some intensive labor to get it to work. All right. <laughs> well, it's coming back. With your entertainment news, I'm trying to barb up. I'm Daniel Paulus, and whether you're wrapping up your work day on the ride home or running errands, El Paso's best rock will make the afternoon a rocking one with 95.5 KLAQ. Fuzzy's back. hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Just moments away from Fort Bliss, they're at the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Follow them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com That's PumpingInkTattoo.com Looks like every day this week has about a 15% chance of rain in our coverage area. And uh, highs mostly in the 80s. Mid 80s to upper 80s might get back up to 90 possibly by the weekend however but i've heard a lot of people are enjoying it you know some cloud cover and the yeah, nice. sun's not blistering hot oh but that humidity <laughs> little humidity right yeah a little bit joanna's kitties are all poofy <laughs> oh yeah we had to talk about joanna's poofy kitties <laughs> yesterday their hair is just frizzy that's a mess. I uh, got a couple of things to talk about. So there are a couple of pretty... We don't talk a lot about the Little League World Series, but there have been a lot of interesting or bizarre stories, I guess, from the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the uh, one of the Little League World Series players had a severe injury? But get this, not on the baseball field. Falling out of a bunk bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Easton so Oliverson, the Little League baseball player, uh, his doctors say that his skull cap will be put on. This was a serious enough fall from a bunk bed that they mm-hmm. had to remove his skull cap, and it's going to be put back in. He's going to get to return to his home state of Utah, they believe, this week. He f- injured himself by falling out of a bunk bed at the tournament's dormitories. In Williamsport, Pennsylvania. 
airlifted to a children's hospital in critical condition. I think everybody's probably fallen off the bed, but right. how high are these bunk beds? Uh, well, actually, you know, it's not even a matter of how high. It's a matter of uh, how you land, how you land and, and uh, what part of your head um, gets hit. I'm sure there was a lot of swelling, which is why they had to remove the skull cap, because they had to let the swelling go down. Well, he's most likely going to return to uh, Utah this week. Um, another story, a hot mic caught one of the Little League players accusing ESPN of fixing games. Did you hear about that? <laughs> You're fixing games. This happened over the funny. weekend uh, during Little League World Series. Iowa was convinced they caught Washington's batter looking on a strike three, but the umpire called it a ball instead to prolong the game. As Iowa's manager walked toward the mound, one player came in, and you can hear him blaming the bad call on ESPN. The ESPN had the manager for the kids mic'd up. So uh, viewers got to hear the accusation from one of the kids. Whoever pitching hey. it, for ESPN, so can come back. That's good for ESPN. Okay. Hey. So the kid is saying, you know, they they just called, they fixed it so ESPN could have a comeback. You know, they want to make the game more exciting or whatever. Whoever pitching hey. it for ESPN so can come back. That's good for ESPN. It's all ESPN. Hey. Nothing, ESPN. nothing we can do about that strike call, okay? Yep, yep, yep. Hey, yep, kid. <laughs> there have been scandals in the past but a lot of them have to do especially with international teams i think they had like a 20 year old dude pitching for one of them oh, <laughs> how was he, how was he a little year where's he they from lied about his age i've you know i, I don't want to say a country and then be wrong you were about gonna say it. dominican republic i know you were i think it might have been maybe honduras or something <laughs> but wh- wh- whatever no it was probably yeah one of the caribbean Nations, I think, but anyway, they they found that, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was an American <laughs> team. <laughs> don't you remember? They found out, and they found out the guy he had a mustache. No, this one. He had a couple of kids. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> no, this That's one so goes funny. back a few years. Anything to win that little league World Series. Hey, man, those have been on. ESPN since I, I was know. a kid since I was like that little league age they used to they've shown that little league world series on TV for so long it does seem kind of like a big deal was it Danny Almonte yes did he play for a team like out of the Brooklyn <laughs> or the Bronx or something he was a Dominican by the way yeah <laughs> well from the team was from the Dominican Republic no 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 he was uh, from the Dominican Republic yeah. but uh, yeah he was two two years too old to be playing in the little league baseball. And there had been all kinds of accusations. These other teams would bring kids over, and there was some doubt cast on whether or not these were technically little league kids or not. So there's a major controversy about the title of King of Pop. Uh, Joanne, I definitely want your input on this, okay? Okay. The new issue of Rolling Stone UK has Harry Styles on the cover, and it crowns him as, quote, the new king of pop. Ooh. And this is not going down well with Michael Jackson fans. Right. Michael's own nephew, Taj Jackson, tweeted, quote, there is no new king of pop. You don't own the title Rolling Stone, and you didn't earn it. 
My uncle did. <sighs> oh, I guess they're saying you don't own the title, Boom. comma, Rolling Stone. And you didn't earn it. You're right. My uncle did. Oh, all right. The Ooh. title has been retired. No disrespect to Harry Styles. He's mega talented. Give him his own unique title. Uh, we all know this is not a real title. That, yeah, no, there yeah, is yeah. No, <laughs> nobody holds the belt. <laughs> but look, I feel like if if the Queen of England, God bless her, were to pass away, her. you name somebody else's, you know, somebody else takes over that title. Either king yeah, or queen, point. one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't come up with a new title. title. Hey, no. I my position is if the performer who has a title dies, somebody else eventually gets that title. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I think that Bruno Mars should be the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> Bruno Mars. <laughs> Cuz he reminds me of James Brown more than any other okay. artist. <laughs> so James Brown was the hardest working man in show biz. All righty. I see. I think we give that to Bruno Mars. Okay. <laughs> Can you remember any other musical titles? Uh The Piano Man. <laughs> Well, Billy Joel's still alive, <laughs> so I think we hold off there. Yeah. Right. The piano man. The Fab Four. Yeah. Uh, Two well, of the Beatles the piano are still man could alive. be Scott Joplin. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's a pretty that's a pretty ancient reference. I play a real good version <laughs> of that on guitar. <laughs> like I can totally I kick can do ass the piano. on piano. Oh. Should we do it? <gasps> Mine's do in it. C. Do you play it in C? Sure. Okay. Right. Play it in sure. the key of C. Absolutely. <laughs> Mine's in what the hell? <laughs> what the hell are you two talking about? The Queen of Soul, I think, is what they call Aretha Franklin. Aretha, yeah. Well, she's, you know, Aretha's not with us anymore, so. She's Queen not? Soul. <gasps> I think Aretha passed away, yeah. Yep, she did. Queen a year, of year and a half ago? A couple years ago? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the king uh, of rock and roll was Elvis, well. Elvis. I mean, I, I feel like. That now who's going to be that the king throne of- has been abdicated for long enough. We need somebody to be the new king of rock and roll. I want to nominate the guy who sings the rap part of "Bring Me to Life" by Evanescence. <laughs> I feel the like guy that guy from Twelve Stones, which apparently Paul McCoy, everyone, Paul McCoy, whatever, right? Dude, everybody in the outfit is so Paul mad McCoy. at us. that we didn't know that. That we didn't. They're like Jesus. It's the guy from Twelve Stones. <laughs> right. Nobody told me. Well, sorry. Until today, I'm glad I know now. Yeah, Paul we, McCoy, we the, know now. The king of rock, the king of <laughs> rock and roll. Who else has a title that's no longer with us? Uh, the, Gary Glitter, that disgusting perv. Who's going to be that disgusting perv from now on? You know who Gary Glitter is? Uh-uh. He did this song. Dun, that you, dun, 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 mm-hmm. Hey! Hey! It came out. Hey! Joker? When he's going down the stairs. That was controversial. Okay, so the so controversy was that yeah. that artist, Gary Glitter, uh, a pederast? Yeah, was a pet, would go to some of these Asian countries and have sex with kids. Stuff. Just really gross stuff. So maybe nobody wants. His career ended after he was imprisoned for downloading child pornography in 1999. Yeah, but I think Yet they was... still play his songs very frequently. Yep. I thought there was wow, kind of a thing where, where everybody was not going to play that song because that, at the time, that was one you heard at every hockey game you ever went to. Yep. Hey! And I thought they were going to kind of replace that one with the, the Blur song. 
Blurred Lines? No, Blur. <laughs> What's Blur? <laughs> that song, too? Yeah, that that's the other one that they play at every hockey game. Hey, anyway. We will, no, we will. <laughs> okay, that's true. That is one that they play. Uh, the Queen of Rock. Oh, I forgot. Elton John's still alive. Uh, can't use bell? that one. <laughs> what the hell is my bell? I'm going to talk when we come back about mullets because they had the World <laughs> Mullet Championship. And yeah, in, yeah. The, in the youth category, one of our friends' son got second place. Awesome. So we're going to talk about that. I guess there was a cash prize yeah. involved. $25. Hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to say twenty five thousand. I did. Yeah, yeah. did. Twenty five hundred dollars. You're kidding right. me. But we're going to find out about the winners and uh, the second place. Who's a kid of a uh, one of our friends? And all of those beautiful Kentucky waterfalls. Yeah, those uh, Canadian passports. That's right. Those ape drapes that we saw on display. <laughs> all of those achy breaky mistakes. Uh, Let's take a break, and we'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. Buzz Adams. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo on the corner of Dyer and Monroe. They're just moments away from Fort Bliss, and you can follow them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That is PumpingInkTattoo.com. Right, Megan's going to have uh, news headlines headed our way in 10 or 15 minutes. What kind of stuff are we going to be getting into when we do the news? We're going to talk some local stuff. The DA's oh. office uh, about the August 3rd Patrick Crucius trial. I'm going to give you an update on that. Also, we're going to talk Donald Trump and his, uh, quote, special master, unquote, end quote, I guess, not unquote. Um, what else are we going to talk about? He wants a special master, right? Yes, is he, he the one who's saying, master. I would like to have a, spe a special master? Yes, which is, we were joking earlier, but it, it is a technical term for a role. So, Also, some Tom Brady news. Uh, the Cowboys are going to open their season against the, against against the, the Bucks. Bucks. So we'll let you know if Tom's, Tom will be there. And um, also, it's Kobe Bryant's uh, birthday today. Would have been his birthday. So I'm going to give you also an update on uh, the trial that's been going on with his wife, uh, Vanessa. Yeah. Update this part of the trial is basically she's upset that some of the first responders took photos of the crash site on mm -hmm. their cell phones and shared them. So some of the people are saying, well, that, you know, that is part of our job is to take photos of the crash site. But then they're like, yeah, but you don't whip them out and show them the, at, to the bartender. Right. You don't Absolutely. Pull you don't them out and show them at these parties, personal... which is what they're, they're saying. Yeah. Well, this is a high profile version of this happening, but it's actually something that happens all the time in medical facilities across the country. There are people who shouldn't take pictures and they get in trouble for it. I mean, it's actually something you get or an orientation about when you start at a hospital. They'll tell you about picture use. They'll tell you about phone use, where you can talk about. There are appropriate ways that you would document a scene. Right. Yes, absolutely. And the people who ended up sharing them, they would get fired. I mean, it happens. Like if somebody's like, oh, look at this guy's leg is so broke. It's, it's so disgusting. I'm just going to take a picture and then all I'm going to share it with people. Yeah. Because of privacy issues. Absolutely. Right? Hippo. Okay. I've got a few neckline calls uh, here today. 
I don't know if you heard uh, Megan was off yesterday. And She's we got in, care of her babies. We got we got into a discussion about student loan forgiveness. So the White House is saying that the administration is probably going to have some news this week or, or early next week about federal student loan forgiveness, up to ten thousand dollars per borrower, uh, up to a hundred only if you make up to one hundred twenty-five thousand uh, dollars per if you make less than that. All right. Hi, guys. I'm calling about the. Uh take on student loans. I'm a former student. I just graduated with my master's degree. Um, I want to tell you, uh, when I, I'm, I'm 33, so I grew up, I'm a millennial. I grew up in time where uh, teachers, parents, all, all, everyone around you, any adult around you would sit there and push this idea that college equals success, college equals success, college equals success. Mm-hmm. So when you get to college, um, and you're not getting enough financial aid to pay for your college, uh, they'll throw these loans at you. And so naturally, because you want to be successful, you think back to these people who push this idea and you take the loans because ultimately you think you're going to end up being successful. You're going to end up having a really good paying job. You'll be able to pay these loans back. No problem. And then eventually when you graduate, I graduated with my bachelor's and didn't get a job. And so I ended up having to go back for my master's degree. Now I'm a teacher, uh, which still may not pay as much, but um, the thing is, is is millennials were very, very pushed with the idea that college equals success Mm -hmm. and it turned no results. Can I, can I just interject here? We're over halfway through with this call. We were told the same thing. So, I, no, Jen, I don't Jen, know if it's a, a cultural thing, but like it's almost the thing it was that hammered in that you, if you wanted to be successful, you went to college. If you wanted to work, when did you a, go to high school? Eighties. Okay, just wondering. Just no, but all along it was, and I'm sure it was different <clears> for other people. But my mother never let a chance go by to remind me that I was definitely going to college and that they had been scrimping and saving since mm-hmm. ever since I was a baby to save up, and there was no way I wasn't going to college. So I'm just saying, it's not a whole different ball game. And the thing where you get out and you t- talk to one of your friends, it's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm selling vacuum cleaners door to door because I wasn't able to get a job in my degree. I don't think that's new. So you have no sympathy? No. I What? <laughs> why, why would you get that, that I have no sympathy? You can't relate. I'm just saying, you know, I think it would be... I, the, the, I'm saying, a believer that if you want something and you're willing to pay for it, then you've got to pay for it. And if you take out a loan, you need to honor your loan. And if they're going to do this big forgiveness, where's the incentive for somebody else who hasn't taken out a student loan yet to pay to ever pay it back? It's just like, oh, you just don't pay it back long enough, and eventually they'll, they'll wipe it out or forgive a big portion of it. And that's why a lot of us are looking for debt relief, because we feel like we were cheated out of it. I now have a 13, 14-year-old son. And he, I have told him, you do not have to go to college. There's a real anti-college thing, and I'm not sure that I'm completely on board with that. I, just, I don't think I, everybody needs to go, but I, I thought it was a very enriching College does not experience. equal success. Well, but, it but, is not synonymous with but, it. But, but, it, but the statistics, I believe, if you have a four-year degree, you do make more money. That is a statistic. Right, but probably so not, not as much as you did maybe 15 years ago or even 20 years ago. And... 
uh, anybody who wants to just get their bachelor's of arts, they're not going to be, they're not, you're not going to make 60 or $70,000 a year starting anywhere. You're going to make $30,000. Who's thinking you're going to make $60,000 oh, a year starting? Well, anywhere? that's what, I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, you just need a college degree and, and then you, you can start off. 60, no, maybe no, but back a, then, maybe 40000 50, mm-hmm. but that would have been 20 years ago and that would have been a lot. I remember getting out with my degree and in my mind, I was thinking if I can make 20,000, like in my very first job, if I can make $20,000, I will be doing really You know, it's been really almost 30 years since you went to school. Like you can't compare your experience. Oh, it's been, it's been over 30 years. Yeah. I've been at this radio station for exactly 30 years. Nobody's got me a watch. Nobody's got me. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like that preacher in that video. I, your pastor asked for a watch. A Movado. You can get a Movado at Sam's. Oh, so good. Do you, do you remember that guy? Oh, my God. College does not mean you're successful. Only thing I asked him to do is finish high school. So, uh, yeah, I think student loan debt is is immensely important, especially for the millennials. Um just because of, of how the system has failed us. You can be a man! Wah, wah, wah. All right. Millennial complaining. <laughs> millennial <laughs> complaining. Look, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a millennial. I'm joking. But the um, whole but thing, I we were sold college, a bill so of goods. Just... Everybody said college was good. Look, I think it, college, like a lot of things, you get out of it what you put into it. I mean, you're just saying things. You're just saying things that people have said forever. Just sayings. What you put in is what you get. It, it's people have been pushing. Oh, go to college, go to college without any thought to what you should be doing afterwards. They'll say, oh, you'll figure it out then. No, if you want to be a doctor or an engineer, yeah, you need to go to college and you need to go to a, a, a school afterwards for that. But if you if you want something like a trade or if you want something at like a skill or a craft, you don't have to go to college to, to do that. And so it's really about thinking I about the outcome. I didn't need out- to go to college do this crap, but it's helped. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's helped. But it's all about thinking about the outcomes of what you want to do eventually. And, and not you just know, I, I completely understand and agree with the argument, well, you take something out, you should pay it. I get that. My problem is, is when society has pushed this idea on you and you're under this belief system that it equals success, you need to, you need to. Wait, wait a minute. But the guy said he did four years of college. And he decided that he couldn't get a job, so he had to go back and do two more to get his master's. So you had four years to figure this out, and then at the end of that, you thought, you know what, I'm going to take out another loan. To figure I'm sorry, it. that's your decision. No, he he's talking that. about his college loans. Yeah, yeah, but he's saying that he went that back you to get his he master's. Couldn't get a, you couldn't get a good job enough to pay off his student loans, so well, he had to saying, go. If you're saying my, this job has to be 60000 or I'm not going to even consider it, then yeah, it probably would be hard to find a job if that was your standard. And people can't live off that um, type of money. understand that as well. Um, but no, uh, I, I really hope that some student loan is forgiven. Um, it would definitely help the economy. It would help my family in terms of getting a house, getting a car. You know, things of that nature. So, yeah, I'm all, I'm all with Nico on this one. Okay. All right. It, look, that's fine. I don't think that makes you a bad person. I don't think that means <laughs> you're a lazy person. No, it's fine. But uh, why would you even put that out there? Pay for crap. I mean, <laughs> pay for stuff. Okay. Well, if I want my money loan, back pay, so I can put a down payment on a house. Right. I mean, that's what it's annoying. Can you get reimbursed? If you paid for your college without taking out a student loan, Let's is there going to be any? Right, or if you pay it off your student <laughs> loan, you know, right. you had a student loan, you finished paying it off. Do you get anything? Can we get a tax Or are you just a sucker <laughs> Can we for get actually something? paying your yeah. debts? You always, know what I mean? Always. Always. 
All right, let's take a break. Uh, Megan has news headlines on the way next. That's right. Coming up in news, the El Paso DA's office has taken its lead prosecutor off of the August 3rd shooting case. And former President Donald Trump wants a special master. What that means, that's in your news next. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Here's Megan McCormick with KLAQ News Headlines on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Which one is playing? Do you have your button box? <laughs> I have no idea. I must have pushed a button. Something's definitely playing. Oh, yeah. It's your yeah. button box. Yeah. It was the caller. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was the intro for the news. Megan's going to do some news headlines for us. Good morning, <laughs> Megan. Good morning. District Attorney Yvonne Rosales' lead prosecutor on the Walmart shooting case was taken off the case yesterday afternoon. John Briggs was assigned to the case back in January 2020 and was one of the senior trial attorneys with the DA's office. The district attorney's office sent the following statement to ABC7. Quote, following recent events, a change was necessary. We wish Mr. Briggs the best. Can I add uh, some, just for texture here, I guess, on this story, I got a... Some color commentary. Text from somebody in the local legal community who says, So, Yvonne Rosales, continuing her stream of incompetence today, fired John Briggs, the most experienced prosecutor that she had left in the DA's office. He was, without a doubt, the best prosecutor she had left. And then she sent a letter essentially threatening criminal prosecution to Justin Underwood. It's out of control. What? What? I don't know. I haven't talked to Justin. And so this was not from Justin. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. But, you know, I got, I got various contacts who were saying, yeah, this situation, whatever it is in the district attorney's office, is just out of control. Also, remember, she hired two out-of-town prosecutors to handle the uh, Walmart shooter case, right? Right. Even when we know that there are some excellent prosecutors, I think this the one who was just fired was one of the last ones who could do a capital uh, case like this, yeah. who could prosecute a That's capital right. case like this. So Now, did he get fired or did he get taken off this case? What are all the details about right. that? Well, the, the text that I got says fired. I don't know. What Has the uh, DA's office made a comment yet? All the DA's office said is that a change was necessary and that we oh. wish Mr. Briggs the best. A change is necessary. They got that right. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I'd like somebody from the DA's office to kind of explain it more. They're not doing a lot of interviews. I mean, it was kind of a big deal when when uh, Yvonne did an interview with, who did she do it with? Like K-Fox with K-Fox, last week. yes. Um, it seemed pretty... But there was, it seemed pretty... Like she could kind of... Pick which topics, right, kind of pick the questions. You know, the scariest thing is this is the person that's in charge of administrating our laws, right? So any one of us could mess up. Well, the the enforcement. The enforcement. Yeah, yeah, the the prosecution. Administration of them. Um, Yeah, the prosecution of them. So we're putting our the trust of the public safety and going and that they're going to do that correctly i always like to look at it as the glass is half full hey there's never been a better time to be a criminal in the past <laughs> than today never and we a have time. we have Yvonne Rosales to thank for all of that or could she do it could she per, uh, prosecute uh uh political enemies it's well not, hold on let's let's just take the, the problem well, is they're not she, prosecuting she, anybody what did she say about justin underwood i don't know 
Well, <laughs> just, Justin, okay, so just, that was all that I had in ju- the text. Justin Underwood is now representing, uh, I believe, the family of an August 3rd victim. That happened because there was, uh, again, I, I'm, I'll have to go back and look, but I believe there was inappropriate communication going on, and that's why Justin Underwood had to stop step in. I'm assuming that... So he's working for one of the families yes, of an August 3rd of the, victim. Of a victim, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but that's that's happening, so I'm assuming well, that that's This is scary. It. I mean, this is scary. Yeah, somebody needs to get a recall started. Yeah. I think so, let's start yesterday. A, yeah, petition. Uh, I don't know if that it takes signatures or whatever, but... Yeah, usually. I think I'll, I'll sign the first one. Have you ever signed a petition before? Yeah, for like uh, coal plants and burning fossil fuels, I'm sure. I think um, the last petition I signed was to have Frito pie at once every week right. in the cafeteria. And that was just two years ago. Yeah, that was two years ago. Oh, man. Well, torrential rains led to emergency officials rescuing hundreds of Texans in the middle of mass flooding. A 60-year-old woman was killed when her vehicle was swept away by floodwaters in Dallas County. And the search continues for a 29-year-old woman from Tucson, Arizona, who was hiking with her friends when the storm hit. One apartment building had two feet of water inside, and the rains also caused power outages in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport on Monday afternoon, leading to more than 250 flight cancellations. Gary Gaines, coach of the Texas high school football team made famous in the book and movie Friday Night Lights, has died. He was 73 years old. Gaines' family said in a statement the former coach died Monday in Lubbock after a long battle with Alzheimer's disease. Gaines made many stops in West Texas during the 30-year coaching career, but was best known for a four-year stint leaving the highly successful program at Odessa Permian. Gaines returned to Permian later in his career. So this would have been Billy Bob Thornton's character, right? Yes. Or, if you watch television, Kyle Chandler. Correct. I never really watched the TV show. Um, I didn't uh, either, really. I think a lot of people did, either. though. It yeah, was really oh, yeah. popular. No, absolutely. My husband, yeah, a lot of people that watch it. I think my mom told me she just started streaming. Like, she <laughs> hadn't streamed anything, and she said, I'm watching this show about high school football. <laughs> so my mom's getting into Friday Night Life. <laughs> Very cute. Very cute. Former President Donald Trump's attorneys have asked a federal judge to appoint a, quote, special master to make sure the Justice Department returns any private documents that were seized during the search of Mar-a-Lago two weeks ago. The filing requested a third-party attorney to oversee... The review of evidence is is the first legal filing by Trump's team since the raid. In response to the filing, Justice, Justice Department spokesman Anthony Coley said the department was aware of the motion and would file its response in court. Multiple people debriefed on the... S- Briefed on the search, say Trump had over 300 documents marked as classified. 150 were turned over by Trump's aides in January and June, with the rest among the items seized during the raid. The specific nature of the sensitive material taken from the White House remains unclear. Uh, However, Trump envoy releases a letter from National Archives deemed extraordinarily damning for Trump. That is the newest development, as Nico and I were uh, talking about earlier. Tell me that. What's going on? Who released... uh, uh, was it a letter? Yes, it was a May 10th letter uh, to Trump's lawyers that affirmed the National Archives found more than 700 pages of classified documents, including special access program materials. This is so damning. Why? Because it confirms that he knew that there were those things there, that they that they were already... No later than May. Right. They had sent and said, we need this stuff back. Did uh, did the did MAGA world ever decide which excuse or have they settled on one? No, not yet. So 
uh, far-right writer John Solomon, who's actually one of Donald Trump's official representatives for the National Archives and Records Administration, released a May 10th letter on his JustTheNews.com website. Uh, do you want to hear some of it? The letter? Uh, let me hear the pertinent parts. In its initial review of materials within those boxes, NARA identified items marked as classified national security information up to the level of top secret and including sensitive compartmentalized information and special access programs. NARA informed the Department of Justice about the discovery, uh, which prompted the department to ask the president to request that NARA provide the FBI with access to the boxes at issue so that the FBI, FBI and other in the intelligence community could examine them. All right. But we Okay. What I'm waiting to hear is... Was there anything in there that could have really been damaging for the United States if it was compromised? Or we, is there anything that could that. have been... We, we don't know We that won't, yet. probably. But I think that's what a lot of people are... Well, you got to realize some of these secrets are so secret that, that they we can't, can't tell even us what tell the us what the secret is. is. Right. right. Uh, former federal prosecutor Renato Mariotti said the letter also confirms that Trump was on notice that the documents he possessed were federal government property and that he needed to return them to the government's possessions. That's what the letter you shows. Know, one defense, Very and I want, I want to hear what battle. you think of this. Uh, I heard somebody talking. It was somebody formerly in the Trump administration who was not, you know, not completely flipped on MAGA world, but also has flipped a little bit on him. And what they were saying was, look, uh, those last few weeks, even before January 6th, people weren't there. People weren't manning their post. People had left. It was in complete disarray. Nobody was really steering the ship. So that might be an explanation for how some of this stuff ended up where it wasn't well, supposed to be. That's the is, point of the letter. Is it saying, no, he knew that it was federal property, that it had to remain there. Does that make sense to you? Well, okay. So what he I'm, knew what he what had was not supposed to have ended up in the boxes. In, don't, what this person was saying, and it, God, was it Mick Mulvaney? Whoever it was, was saying... People were at, just packing things up. Things the, could just get after in After the election, that's when you start making transition plans. You transition to the next administration. Well, guess what? Because the president had decided he didn't lose a lot of this normal process of transitioning to the next administration wasn't done. Because as of, you know, January 20th, I mean, as of... August, what's today? 23rd. Trump still says that he didn't lose. So what what the what this defense was, he had no intention of leaving. So none of this stuff got done that would be done again under any normal American president. Oh, Mike staff, Mike Pence's staff got it done. He wasn't caught with any records and supposedly he had a very tight ship. Yeah, but he wasn't spending every day denying the election out outcome i mean think about it if you wanted to be in good with trump and he found out oh you're trying to box stuff up he he might have he might have gone crazy on you you might have <laughs> wanted to hang him right hey you know what we're gonna hang you you're trying to pack up documents to go to the archives well apparently donald trump described boxes of classified documents as mine and swatted away white house officials who tried to return documents from kim jong-un and barack obama which I think probably includes the letter that Barack Obama left him when, when okay. Barack Obama left. If, if it turns out that that's what the only thing that was in the... But it's not the only thing. No, I mean, no, no. These are just the ones they let right. us know about. But when you bring that up, some people are going to hear that and go, oh, so it was just like his personal memento that he well, got Well, you can't take anything. So you shouldn't be able to let this guy get off with breaking any rule, one. And you're not allowed to do that. Those I, are all I mean, national uh, records. 
According to the National Records Act. Also, the real nail in the coffin is going to be if it was something that they believe the former president might use to weaponize against an opponent or use to blackmail or threaten someone. That's going to be when the other shoe really drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, this special master also in reading into it, uh, officials are saying that probably won't happen. It did. A special master did get appointed, I think, during the Mueller investigation. Uh, to review documents of what would be considered attorney privilege and what wouldn't be. This wouldn't be that case because all the documents in question are federal property, not property of attorneys. So there probably wouldn't be a reason to have a special master. Secondly, uh, the FBI has something called filter teams. So the filter teams went through all of the documents already that that they collected from the raid, right? Mm-hmm. And supposedly Donald Trump said they had stolen my passports. Well, the only reason he knew that the passports had been taken was because the FBI filter team had sorted them through all the documents and noticed, oh, we shouldn't have these. And the FBI filter team gave them back. Gave them back. The passports. The passports. And that's when he was like, they stole my passports. I mean, when when I heard they took his passports, the first thing that crossed my mind was he might flee the country. (laughs) There have been Mexican presidents. Salinas is one of them who ripped off the country and just was so crooked that when he left the presidency of Mexico, he immigrated to Ireland. So I was thinking, oh, my God, are they trying to keep him from fleeing the country? Right. Apparently not. The thing is, somebody who's rich and connected as Donald Trump doesn't need his passport to go through an airport like the rest of us schmucks do. That's true. How about we take a break? All right. And come back. You got a few more stories? We've got some sports stories for you when you come back. All right. Got some sports on the way. More of the news with Megan McCormick on the way. And the Buzz Adams Morning Show continues right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLA. We get a couple more uh, stories in the news, some sports stories uh, coming up. But we do have a phone call. I like to get to those callers as soon as we can. But a quick reminder the KLAQ studio line number is 915 910 4995. 915 910 4995. Give us a call sometime. Give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Hey, Buzz. Hey. Uh, just kind of wanted to uh, piggyback on what you guys were talking about of, in regards to going to college, how it doesn't guarantee your, your success for the future. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, I think you and Nico both brought up some, some good points. You know, just because you went to college doesn't mean you're, you're guaranteed you're going to start, you know, making, you know, you know, you'll start breaking the bank, making a ton of money. Uh, you know, it, it opens the door to a lot of opportunities, but, you know, you're, you're so I kind of have to start from the bottom, you know, work your way up to the top. Uh, but going to college does, you know, I, I feel, you know, in my experience, does help open those doors, but doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, but then at the same time, I know you also kind of mentioned, uh, you know, uh, are, 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 you know, like am I a sucker for, you know, uh, you know, paying, you know, like pulling out these loans or, you know, paying out of pocket, you know. And uh, for someone like me who, you know, did the right thing of, uh, you know, I pull out, pull out a student mm-hmm. loan and, uh, you know, paid, paid that off, you know, in like less than five years. Uh, and then possibly, uh, you know, uh, Biden might forgive, you know, 10000 possibly more. So it make, makes me feel like, okay, well, you know, I did what I'm supposed to do, you know, right. so uh, where's, where's, where's my reward? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally. right. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a punishment. It's like, oh, you were responsible, you paid off your loan, you had a plan going in, you were able to pay off your debt. 
screw you. <laughs> that's kind of what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Kind Absolutely. Of. Andy, I have a quick question, though. Would you say that the cost of colleges and going to college is just kind of spiraling, though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every year, I mean... Spiraling up, you mean. Yeah, spiraling up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It increases year after year with just just no end in sight. And, of course, this inflation doesn't, uh, you know, help at all, you know, help the case at all. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it. but I think long-term, you know, like I think long-term is the goal and, and, and having that investment for, for yourself and for the future, it definitely will pay off, but it definitely is a huge blow, you know, right up front pretty much. Uh, thank you, Andy. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Andy. Of course. Big fan. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. Uh, so I brought this up that a lot of states, or some states anyway, offer free in-state tuition. Well, in-state tuition just means that the cost to go to school in the state that you live in is going to be less than what somebody from out of state is going to pay to go to the same school. No, it's free. No. The tuition is free for in-state students. These are the states that have uh, four-year free college tuition for in-state residents. Oh, cool. New York State, Indiana, Washington. Now, you can't go to a private school. This only goes for state colleges. And he, here are the states that you can go to community college for free if you're an in-state resident. California, oh, awesome. Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, Michigan, Missouri. Actually, there's more on here. Then I can sit here and list. But New Mexico is one of those. Texas is not. And then you've got uh, local and city. There are all kinds of tuition uh, programs. But one of the things that uh, City Alvarez brought up a couple of things yesterday when we were talking about this. City uh, works for First Life Federal Credit Union. He was already scheduled to come in before we ever started talking about this. And one of the things he says is, you know, you might apply for a loan. And you need $25,000. But then they come back and say, you know, you're approved for 100000 And that some people make the decision to take the $100,000 loan. Mm-hmm. Well, and the rest, what they would do is call it living expenses. So it would be for your housing, uh, food pr- uh, program, maybe. You can use it on whatever you want you to, can. as far as you I know. Can. You yes. could use it for whatever. Absolutely. But if there was somebody who took out $75,000 extra for whatever... Am I as, do I feel as bad for them as somebody who only took out what they needed to get the thing done for their education? I don't think I am. No. City brought up another thing. There's nothing really in high school, or there wasn't when, when he and I were in college, we're kind of the same age, uh, when we were in high school, that prepares you for this stuff. We didn't have a class where it said, hey, you're going to have a lot of credit card companies trying to get you to sign up, right. and you need to know. That's one thing. Right. That's what my mailbox was full of. In college, were offers for credit cards. Even though college kids don't have credit. Yeah. Right. They want to get you signed up on those credit cards when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah and it's not do. like these were, these were every credit card company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this was common practice. Well, but maybe instead of, <sighs> I've got to feel like in, in high school, maybe we just need to prepare people for the real world a yeah. little more that and helping them decide what uh pr- what they want to do i mean if if you're going to go to college and eventually you know you like art but want to be a, a tattoo artist uh <laughs> the tattoo artists can make $150,000 a year or more so depending on on how well, maybe you want to be a tattoo artist but you also want to have an educate you know you want to have an advanced education maybe you're just a person who wants to learn 
You know, I I keep hearing this anti-college stuff, and I think some of it's definitely. My point out is, of you don't need to go to college. Hmm. I think it's a. I think. And on on the whole, I think it's a good thing to do. Don't put yourself in crippling debt for the rest of your life to do it. Hello, Omar. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, Omar? Hey, not much. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Personally, personally, I'd like to thank you guys for the Scarface tickets that I won. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh nice. Awesome. Good job. Yeah, was, that was the Plaza Film Festival. Was it good seeing it on the big screen? Oh, yeah. Man. It was awesome. I mean, cool. you know, being 36 and, you know, that movie came out way, way back in the day. And then, you know, actually seeing it, like, in big screen made a tremendous difference. Plus, Fantastic. It was longer, you know, it, wasn't, it was like a director's cut thing. It was oh, really, cool. really cool. That's awesome. Did they have anybody um, from the... Did they have anybody from the movie there for it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I guess F. Murray Abraham technically was in town. Yeah, but he Not wasn't for in that. Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> you think F. Murray Abraham was in Scarface? Nico? We didn't know. No, I think he was. Uh, look that up. I would be very surprised Nico. if I were to find that out. Uh, hmm. Anyway, Omar, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, thank you guys. And then um, about the whole school loan thing, I mean... I mean, when I was when I was growing up, you know, my parents never told me about college. They, they're like, hey, you know, if you want to go to college, you can go to college. I mean, it, they told me straight up, you know, it doesn't guarantee success. My parents are both. Um, my mom's from Mexico, and she she stopped going to school when she was in sixth grade because she had to support, you know, the family, which is thirteen kids. Um, my dad, he dropped out of high school, and then he got drafted in the army to go to Vietnam. Oh wow! And you know, like me, myself, like I, I joined the army and I went to school while I was in the army. And, you know, I got I got an associate's in psychology. I got a bachelor's in human resources. And right now I'm going through uh, to do social work. But, you know, those two degrees didn't help me get jobs. Omar, did you, you know, did, were, were you able to use the uh, the GI Bill what, for your college? Yeah, I, mean, I did 14 years and I got medically retired. Yeah. And I am using my GI Bill. I mean, um, even that, even with that, I do have some out-of-pocket expenses mm -hmm. that the GI Bill doesn't cover. Uh, and Omar, what were you saying about those degrees that you'd gotten? They, they didn't help me to get a job. Honestly, they didn't. And um, it, all, it all depends. Mostly, it's, I mean, personally, like with, with what I went through, um, it was all experience. And mm -hmm. um, your experience determined your salary. I mean, I got, I got three federal jobs. Um, and my my education didn't help me at all with getting them. Mm -hmm. I, just I believe that. Sometimes yeah. I wonder, though, maybe your maybe your education did help you, but just not in the ways that that you recognize immediately. You know, you yeah. never know yeah. if your if your application was laying in a pile of other applications, and they said, "Well, this guy is you know has a better." You may not even. You may not even know that, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, see, and see, the thing is, is I also did um, the hiring process. I was interviewing people, and I was hiring people. And, you know, there's a couple things that my senior people that were looking for that had nothing to do with their degrees. I mean, there's a guy that had a master's, and, you know, a master's in human resources. And the position was for human resources, but they didn't select him because of his degree. They selected a guy that was going to school for uh, zoology. Because of his experience and his, you know, his, his mannerisms, the way he presented himself. And yeah, I, I sure. No, there are a lot of Omar. listen. There are a lot of factors. Ma I agree Omar, with you. I, Buzz hasn't entered the workforce in years. <laughs> I've been so in the same job oh, oh, yeah. with job security for thirty <laughs> so years. He doesn't even know. I am a watch. Right, <laughs> get him a watch. He doesn't even know what the process is like. You can get a like. Movado from Sam's. <laughs> from Sam's. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, 
I mean, what I'm saying is, like, you know, that it doesn't guarantee you a job. It doesn't mm-hmm. help. Sometimes Absolutely. it doesn't help. I got to tell you, you know, and I keep hearing this. Nobody ever told me you're guaranteed you'll make this amount. If you take out this student loan and get this degree, you are guaranteed. Then how would you know if you could pay it off? I don't. You don't? It's kind of a scam. So college is a scam. Welcome to America. College is a scam. No. you. They have classes. You can go to those classes. You can actually learn things. It's not a scam from that perspective. It's a scam in saying, oh, I don't know how much I'm going to make out of paying off all this? Yes. Well, you should There's know. No you should there, know what uh, you're going to try that's and get. Not the way the world works, Nico. I think I'm it sorry. does. I think no. Life, life is is a scam. Everything. Is <laughs> exactly. There are no are. guarantees. If you wanted to be a doctor, if you wanted to be a doctor, you could okay, get all the money that it would take to go to college, to medical school, and you could say, "What will I make when I become a doctor, and could I pay it off?" That's how you figure out whether you could pay well, for it. See, and see, that's the thing. If you want to get a job that's like high pay, well, I mean, a position like that, like a doctor or, you know, a lawyer, something that's really adamant, like, you know, that, that you do have to have the doctoral or a master's for, you should expect to have the loan and right. pay that back. Yeah, but if, you, if you're if you art history or sociology yeah, or or English lit, I was English lit, there's no guarantee that, whoa, the first year out, you're going to definitely make $40,000. Nobody Unless ever Unless there was a job you had in mind already, if you wanted to be an English teacher. Uh, Did anybody ever say to you, this is how much money you are guaranteed to make? If I want to be a doctor? Well, I, you know, a doctor is an example okay. of you have well, an idea they, they, of what that's going to be. They definitely have those books. The BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, will tell you exactly how much you can expect to make as an accountant. The first, your first year as accountant out of college, your first year as yeah, a they did, it doesn't guarantee actuary. you're going to get that job. But see, no, but if that's what you're... The person that's studying and wants a certain career has to do their due diligence and looking into, okay, this is the range that they pay. I need to figure out, okay, this is where this, you know, certain regions, different places pay different things, but it's not a guarantee. But they, that person should do the due diligence and saying, okay, this is how much I'm going to be in debt. This is how long I should work on everything, you know? They should, they should look it into themselves, not just jump into the water without Got it. knowing. Right, Omar. Okay, hey, Omar, Omar, appreciate it. Right, Thank you for your Omar. service. Thanks yeah. for your service, buddy. Also, F. Murray Abraham was in Scarface, you dummies. What did he play? <laughs> he was the guy that helped chop up somebody. F. Murray Abraham. Uh, yes, F. Murray Abraham, our very own F. Murray Abraham was in Scarface. You're not confusing the comedian who played Chico, are you? Googled it, and I, I remember seeing the scene. I'm like, I definitely saw F. Murray Abraham in Surface. You're not confusing F. Murray Abraham with Angel Salazar, are you? I, I think they were in the. They might Angel Salazar in, was in. I know he was. I'm saying they might might have been in the same scene together. Okay, we're really having like two concurrent conversations going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had to make sure you knew you're wrong. Wait, was oh my was, god, Nico's was, right. <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm right. Dude, he's right. Yeah, All right, you know what? Then you must be right about the college loan thing. I, I think well, so. You know what? I'm I'm almost to the point where I guess money doesn't really count anymore. You you, you know, you give the entire country trillions of dollars, and I don't know where that came from. So if they want to forgive this student debt, I would like to say, yeah, you know what? As long as it's... As long as they don't take it out of my account. Sure. I don't know where all this money's coming from. It just blows my mind that we're just writing checks during the pandemic. Did you mind when banks were bailed out? Yeah. You did? Well, I knew that if you didn't bail out the banks, you were going to collapse What are we going to do? We're just going to give money to these people who couldn't pay it back? I thought banks should be able to pay uh, back everything. I think all those people should have been fired. It yes. should have been. I yeah, thought we'll give once you, you we'll, spend we'll money, the bank, you've got to fire all these people that got us in this situation. Hello, Vince? 
Good morning. Hey, Vince. Good what's morning, up? Good morning, Vince. Uh, so just playing in a little bit on the on the college stuff because uh, some people have been talking about just the degree plans as a whole. And I, I as somebody's going to college right now, actually, I'm on my way to school nice. uh, for the second time. I graduated from Western Tech for automotive, and now I'm going for IT at Southwest. Awesome. Um, I feel like a lot of people like they don't they don't put in the research in looking into their degree plan, whether it be at UTEP, EPCC, whatever. Like they they go for like what's like an easy degree or some degree that like that yeah makes the claim that they're going to make X amount like a six figure salary, and but that's not actually what happens like i would love to work on motorcycles and granted that's not a high paying job mm-hmm. but i would love to be a motorcycle tech but the job market for motorcycle techs is horrendous right like el paso has one harley dealership it's a big one though it was it is a big one it is a big one that the techs the techs that that get hired on like they stay forever they either retire mm-hmm. or die you know what i'm saying there's not so, enough vacancies. Right. Huh? There's just not enough vacancies for that job. Exactly. But, I mean, we we need people in, in medical. We need lawyers. We need doctors. And I think some also is that people get this, like, this Harvard idea of, like, well, if I don't, if I don't go to medical school at, like, UCLA or Harvard or something like that, then I'm not, I'm not worth my salt as a doctor. I'm like... Is your understanding of the nervous system any worse, <laughs> any better or worse? You know what the difference is, Vince, and this is the truth, is you, you meet people. You know, you make contacts at those elite universities like that. Mm-hmm. You know what they call the last right. person who graduates in medical school? Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> right. The person who bo- graduates at the bottom of his class in medical school, you know what they call? Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> right. No, but, uh, yeah, I'm with I'm with you, and I, I don't tie necessarily your the value of your education solely to your earning power you know what i mean i think there are other things you can get out of your education whatever route you go that aren't only about well i'm only doing this because i'll be able to make yeah, this but we're money. talking about the value. people who get crippling debt from it so yeah they're gonna have to think about the outcome not just the don't get crippling debt but you don't you can go to some, just, i mean you don't have to uh vince's point you don't have to go to an expensive university you can go to a community college you can go to a free sure. in-state university well, I mean, te- texas doesn't have free, texas does not have free in-state no you're right it doesn't and you can't and, no free and, community college but you know so you plan accordingly i, I mean, guess I'm, and i'm a huge advocate also like if, if you want to be like a writer or a musician or something like that go for it i'm i'm game but I always feel like you should have some kind of trade in your back pocket because yes. that's yeah. a hard, that is a hard area to break into, and not everybody does it, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Have a backup plan. Absolutely. But I think, I think we also need to think, like, look at people's spending habits. Like, I, I went to school with somebody that, like, she, she just got out, got out of the military, and she went and got herself, like, a $60,000 370Z, and she's paying like seven, eight hundred dollars a month on this thing at like a ridiculous interest rate because she wanted it. And I'm like, that's great that you want that car, but why not hold off, get to the, the paying job that's going to do it, 
and then get your car later. Look, I think a lot of it has to do with living within your means. And living mm-hmm. within your means means something different for every person. You know? Don't be a schmuck and fi- financially <laughs> pay for your college. Right. Don't don't, don't try don't to live like you're making two hundred and fifty grand a year if you're if you're not. <laughs> you know, right. you're gonna get end up you're only gonna hurt yourself well, by and, doing but that. Do you think everybody looks at college as a car or as an investment? Because some people look at it as, oh, I'm going to invest this big sum of money. Let me give you an honest answer. I think a lot of people out of high school look at it as, I haven't got my life figured out, so I'm just going to sign up. All my friends are doing it. My parents parents are insisting on I do it, and I'm just going to do it and try and figure it out as I go along. I think that is the most common attitude. I don't think that's the best way of going about it. Probably not. Probably (laughs) not. All right, Vince, thanks for the call, man. Have a good one. All right. Appreciate you. Actually, didn't you just tell me that somebody you know uh, is uh, going to go to college, but they're going to take a gap year? Yeah. And I think, I told you, I think that's the smartest thing sure. she could have done. And you were like, sure, she's a, she, whatever, she's going to be lazy for a now, year. Now, my and parents like, would have given me a hell but <laughs> I, I took you, a gap year. But I do, I do now think, yeah, instead of jumping in and you're not sure what you're going to do, take a year. Uh, figure it so, out. Figure it out. Take a year. You and know. Plan for it. Yeah. Uh, Think think about what you're going to do. If you need a year to do that, not a problem. If you want to sign up at community college, that's a great place to. Mm-hmm. I think that's their lo- their slogan, right? Best place to start. It's a great place to start. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. Hey, everybody. It's Buzz and the KLH. All right. Let's uh, get back to a few news. News headlines uh, with Megan McCormick. Hello, Megan. Ah. Oh, yeah. Is that time oh, of year? Yeah. Is it ready? Woo. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me check. The Big 12 schedule. Who does Oklahoma have in their second week? Oh, yeah. UTEP. <laughs> Oklahoma's got UTEP in Norman. Ooh, are My you... brother called me and asked me if I was going to go up for it. Are you? Are you? Um... Steve mentioned I, that that's he would what I was love just about to, to see, see a yeah, game. He sure did. Well, Megan, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you guys had done that before, right? Or, well, we gone to Texas. Oh, yo, Oklahoma. UT. Yeah, oh, that's right. Never mind. We went to. Oh, last year? That's a way We've better. We've done that a, a few times. It's a way better matchup. Are you going to invite yeah. me this time, or is anybody going to invite me? <laughs> the last time I did it, I did not know you. It's been longer than. That's true. The six weeks that I've known you, Megan. Well, <laughs> also, Buzz won't, I guess I'm going to have to forgive you for that. Buzz one. won't even take you girls to the strip club. But, you know, he won't even take you anywhere. Not going well, then I won't take that you to the strip club. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm, I'm fine what? with that. Yeah. <laughs> you got Joanna. You got Joanna. I was in the middle of drinking some coffee. <laughs> Well, the GOAT is back. Tom Brady made his triumphant return to the Buccaneers camp yesterday. Of course, that wasn't good enough for some people as they had to focus on where he was for those 11 days. Sources say his time off included family time with his wife at an exclusive resort in the Bahamas. And there was no medical emergency, as some have speculated. For the entertainment fans, there are also those who believe that Brady's away time consisted of taping an episode of The Masked Singer. Mm -hmm. That rumor caught fire when you consider the $375 million deal Brady signed with Fox for his post-football services and that Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski have both already done the show. Incidentally, Fox has had no comment on that particular rumor, which isn't a confirmation or a denial. Um, So here are some people talking about their theory about why Tom Brady has been missing for 10 days. I think Tom Brady right now cannot tell anyone where he is and the team can't because he is 
He is a contestant on The Masked Singer, which is one of my favorite shows. So that's the only reason why I think this theory could work. All right. I could totally see Antonio Brown doing mm-hmm. something like this. That guy's nuts. Yeah. I can see Gronk doing something like this. Tom Brady. I mean, that's a whole other level. It's, you know, does he need to? I mean, it's Fox trying to cross promotion, <laughs> paying him lots and lots and lots of millions. So I guess we'll find out. Here's Todd Bowles. Like I said a week and a half ago, I said he'll be back this week. So, uh, you know, that hadn't changed. We expect him back this week. Okay. Did Tom <laughs> Brady quash the mass Singer rumors? No, not, he didn't deny it. He didn't deny it. He didn't deny it. it. Okay. Didn't confirm it. So it's still up in the air. <laughs> How are him and Giselle doing? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like they were in the Bahamas. Still going strong? Family time. Mm, that's unfortunate. Know. Every time I see him, everything looks real solid. <laughs> <laughs> Giselle, well, I guess. Um, today would have been Kobe Bryant's birthday. Rest in peace. Vanessa Bryant had some emotional support in court on Monday. Sierra and Monica was there with her. The two singers arrived with, with uh, Vanessa and her daughter, Natalia. Sia? Sierra. 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 Oh, I thought you were saying Sierra. 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 No, married to Russell Wilson. Sierra. Sierra, like the singer? Yeah, with the the bangs. bangs. (laughs) No, Sierra. Sierra and Monica. You know, Brandy and Monica. The boy is. Brandy and Monica. Who's Brandy? Oh my God! Brandy, Buzz. Brandy, the singer is not actually included in the story, but Brandy, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Cinderella, Brandy, Moesha, Moesha. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh my God! Why didn't you say Moesha? Yeah, why didn't you say Moesha? <laughs> you know, the first thing that came to my mind was Cinderella. It's my favorite Cinderella with uh, Whitney Houston and Brandy. What? What? I did not even know that was a Cinderella. Cinderella oh my God! With Whitney Houston, wrong with you too. That'll be. Mm. We'll take that for movie night. Uh, we don't watch Cinderella. Be choice. <laughs> the best Cinderella. Well, the two singers arrived with uh, Vanessa and her daughter. Sat behind Vanessa during testimony. They never left her side. The trials. This particular trial. Trial has been going on for nearly two weeks. It's been an emotional roller coaster for the Bryant family. Sh- uh, Vanessa got on the stand herself last week to testify testify about how the thought of the photos of her late husband and daughter's remains being circulated among county employees, including first responders, mortified her to this day. Vanessa is suing L.A. County for emotional distress, among among other claims, and the jury got to hear firsthand how this whole ordeal had affected her since Kobe and Gigi's passing. So that trial is ongoing. Again, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Would have been his birthday today. How old, Do you know how old he would have been? I don't like know. I, I think I saw 44, yeah. but I, that's, I'm going to have to confirm that. And finally, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, announced he'll be stepping down as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and leaving the position of President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor in December. Here is Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, what he said when he's decided, why he's decided to leave now. I might as well do it now because I want to make sure that when I do leave, I still have the energy and the passion and the health. In a statement announcing the decision, Fauci stressed that while he's moving on from his current positions, I am not retiring, adding that I plan to pursue the next phase of my career. The 81-year-old Fauci has served as director of the NIAID for almost 40 years, serving seven presidents of the United States, beginning with Ronald Reagan. Uh, here he he talked a little bit about like the kind of stuff that he would like to do once he's retired in December. 
I've been wanting to do things outside of the government, particularly get involved in situations where I can serve as hope and inspiration to encourage young people to go into public service, particularly in the arena of science, medicine and public health. Meantime, there are a lot of Republican politicians, Rand Paul's right out there in front, and I think Jim Jordan's another one, who are talking about dragging him in front of committees. And when we take over the House and the Senate, we're going to, they sound like they really want to put Fauci through the ringer. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm still not sure what he did wrong that he got on so many people's S list. Well, I was just on a comedy live stream yesterday, not for stand up, but it was just kind of discussions. And they brought up this, uh, him leaving. And everybody on the live stream was like, oh, Anthony Fauci is leaving. He should have to go down with the ship. He's the he's responsible for all this. Why doesn't he go down what? with the ship? Down with the ship? This was one of the most amazing medical miracles of our time. The fact that they were able to work on an international level with Dr. You mean Fauci? engineering microchips in uh, oh, vaccines? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, that was the kind of the conversation that was going on with okay, these guys. Okay, now were these jokes? No, this did not seem like jokes from some of these people. They were, seemed like they were very serious and about, this was about a their comedy, hatred. A comedy forum. Yeah, but they were slamming F Fauci. Like, they put up a picture of Gollum, and he was like, it kind of looked like Fauci and stuff. And uh, <laughs> Did it? Yeah, it kind of did, like the big ears. <laughs> he needs to quit throwing out first pitches. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say that. Listen, I'm a baseball. big Fauci supporter, but all it does is just rile the people who oh, already hate man. him up. Right. Yeah. How dare he be out there looking like he's having... Fun a good being an American. This is what I said. Look, he's old. He's been in government for 38 years. Let the man have his retirement. He's done, like he almost has a credit so list. Let's go down with the ship. They came up with a vaccine within a year for this disease that they had no vaccine. They had it approved and got it out for free. How that many, is amazing. Yeah, what, what the absolutely. hell are you talking about? Go down with the ship. How many diseases do you want him to go through? He's got AIDS, hey. HIV. He did SARS and bird flu. They, Coronavirus, monkeypox. He he still hasn't cured the cold. <laughs> you ought to have to stick in there until they cure the right the cold. Coming to TV, the reality show you've been waiting for. It's Dr. Fauci retires. Find out what sort of stuff Dr. Fauci is up to during his retirement. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? After you put on a mask, then you can order, and you'd better order more. You never know what Dr. Fauci will be up to on Dr. Fauci Retires. Hello, I'd like to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. After you put on a mask, COVID can spread through the phone, you fool. It's Dr. Fauci Retires. Welcome to your Uber. Where can I take you? And you had better say to the mask store, how dare you get into my Uber without three masks on? Get out. Coming to TV. The morning show that's live and local. The Got a few other uh, neckline calls to go through today. Leave a message for the morning show on our 24-hour-a-day neckline number. That's 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Tomorrow, Attorney Justin Underwood will be joining us at 7.30 tomorrow for our Ask a Lawyer segment. That's right. Get your lawyer questions ready for tomorrow. And here's one call from the neckline. Good morning, morning show. I was listening to the recap of the pothole situation at Buzz's Colvitax. I don't know if Buzz has tried using the EP311 app where he does have to create an account 
and he actually can put in um, pothole under street maintenance part, and then they'll ask for what type pothole again, his address, and maybe some pictures he wants to add it. So try that EP311 app for the city of El Paso. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Buzz. Later. <laughs> yeah, Buzz is going to get right on that. Oh, see, Megan already knows you. <laughs> Do you know my... my- 16-year war with this pothole? No, no, no. I meant she already knows that you're not going to sign up for any kind of (laughs) service or app or register for an app. No, the thing was they wouldn't let us repair it ourselves because it's a street. Okay. Well, but they wouldn't let the city a city crew repair it because they say it's a private drive. Oh. So it's like a Schrodinger's Road. <laughs> is it a city street or is it a private drive? Only when you look at it, well, you know. You know what? Okay. I've so you stuck say- in this. I've been stuck in this quagmire where I'm. I can't fix it. And I can't have it fixed, and I can't get the city to come out. Well, you say it. you can't have it fixed, but that means that you called a company to come out and do it. And I've seen the pothole. It's pretty big, but it's nothing that you couldn't get at Home Depot or Lowe's. They, they sell those, uh, here's those why, patch Here's kits. why I'm not a DIY guy. I'll tell you why. I've tried a few DIY projects. You know what ends up happening? I spend all the money for the stuff, and I spend out, you know whatever the time is, and... I f***ing up. <laughs> then I'm out the money for the for the stuff. I, I'd rather call somebody knows what they're doing. <laughs> I can imagine. Can you imagine me going out and buying four thousand dollars worth of pat? Pothole repair equipment. Remember, it's not gonna look. It's gonna be worse. Remember when <laughs> you you got this dartboard for the outside, and you're like, Nico, can you put this up for me? And yeah, I'm man. Like, show, I'm like, Buzz will give me money for concrete bits <laughs> for uh, all the things that we need to anchor anchor it and stuff. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I went with you to the Home Depot. And I was showing you all the parts and showing you how it's not not as hard as, as you might think it Can't is. Can you just mm-hmm. get a sandbag and fill that pothole up? No. I mean, no, that's be, what they uh, do in Michigan. She, she's not wrong. You could just sandbag fill it with sand and maybe gravel. Fill oh, it? that's a good point. Did you? Go, go to the, the store where they sell landscaping and get the small gravel for it. Yeah, or just I think sand. We get, I think we could get ticketed <laughs> for doing something like Who's that. Who's going to be driving by? First of all, that's one of the most hidden little alley streets in the world. Uh, no cop car is going to be in that. If it's private, who does it belong to then? Yeah, exactly. Do you know? No. Does it's, anybody it's, in your cul-de-sac know? There's only well, one other person. There's only one other family there. And it's not theirs? <laughs> no. No. It's then a city, it's a city street. Dark, it's a city the, street, but they won't fix it because they say... It's, it's a, a private, private road. You got to do well, it in the in dark. In the dark of yeah. night, go fill it with some sand. Do it. Do it. Just fill it with sand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what they do in Michigan. And rocks. Don't you remember Gretchen Whitmer and her speech? And she said her son went and got gotten some sandbags <laughs> all on, on I, his I own. I know they get sandbags. Potholes right all by himself. Oh, potholes. Potholes, yeah. When I think sandbags, I think about flooding. And we've no, had a lot just, of. You take the sand out of the bag the sand, and just make a beach out. Did you, you think you throw the whole sandbag in a hole? I wanted to. I wanted to be clear the, that that's not not what oh we were talking God. about. Take the sand no, but you bag. did not think that you Maybe just throw it. the sandbag into the hole. Oh, Megan! Yesterday, somebody had called and recommended that I go out and spray paint a bunch of penises around the pothole, thinking oh, that so that they would. Pay attention yeah, to but but again, it's nobody. Nobody but. My neighbor and myself and 
You're you just going to have to yeah, look, gonna look see at it. one every time. Maggie, right, let me I've put it to you this way. Buzz's house is on the offshoot of a street where if you were just driving down that normal street, you would miss the tiny, tiny little road that you would need to go into his cul-de-sac because it's almost invisible. Nobody can find it. Yeah. I can never. Yeah. Right. So there's no way a you know what it's car like? would be coming through. It's like through. It, on the Batman TV show when Batman would pull off the main road and go into the Batcave. <laughs> That's how it is getting to my house. Yes. And I love it. You live as Batman. It's the best thing about living life. You are Batman. <clears throat> I can't believe you thought you were just gonna throw no, no, no. the entire thing I didn't think that. I just want to make sure that that's not <laughs> no, what Megan you was totally saying. That. No, he is. He's like one of those kids that doesn't know what they're doing, so they yeah. just kick it. Like, <laughs> what show? Hey, uh, so I just heard uh, Rosales is now uh, taking aim at Underwood. Uh, hell no! Come on, folks. He's one of our own. Underwood is a nice guy, and he helps out. You know, when he goes to the show and also, Rosales gotta go. All right. I completely agree. <laughs> Absolutely. If she's gonna go after Justin like that? Well, I don't even look. First of all, I only got this. It's not confirmed. I don't know that this letter took place. I haven't spoken to Justin about it. It's just a an unconfirmed report that the district attorney's office threatened. Justin Underwood in the form of a letter with legal action of some kind. But, but he's our boy, right? Yeah, for sure. He's our boy! You're our boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name is Santos Chavez. I'm uh, the Christopher Gatson in the school district. I'm calling in about the, the loan forgiveness thing. Uh, I'm a veteran and I work for uh, public service. And I think that just being a veteran, we should have our free education. And uh, hopefully uh, my student loan will get forgiven. Thank you. Again, my name is Tom Pistotti. Definitely agree with that. Don't we have a GI Bill? It doesn't cover every cost. It doesn't cover every cost. What does it cover, though, to it? I, I couldn't even tell you. But like the guy who, who called in earlier who said he was a veteran and he had several degrees, he said he still had to take out private loans. Good morning, morning show. I know you guys were talking about uh, student loan debt and everything for the last two days and that. Oh, yeah. My opinion is we should start with the high schools in itself and redo the track in itself, have a three track, one that wants to go to college, one that wants to go to trade, and one that wants to finish. So you're not wasting money and they know what they want. So if those that want to go college bound, they get in the college track in the high school realm and they go to the higher education classes. Those that want to do the trade, they get what they need and get into the trade part and the skills. So all they have to do is maybe one year out of high school and get in. And then those that just want to finish high school and don't know what they want to do and just get them out. So we're not teaching anything to the test and everything. And I think we'll be better off that way if we change the whole education system to that. Thanks. I think the caller described the way the it current. was when I was in no. school. When I was in school, well, there was definitely no. a track. Like yeah. you, you would, ha there were some guys that we were, you know, that we knew from grade school and middle school. When we got to high school. They were in classes like drafting. We had and that automotive. at our high school. Right. Yeah, we did. We. Did, I don't know if it happens at every high school, but we did mm -hmm. have a, a trade school like track kind of situation Wait, like that. Did you go to a magnet school? Yeah, but also part, well, one, yes, but they also had an EMT, they had a LVN class where you could become a licensed vocational nurse in uh, high school. You could become a CNA there as well, a certified nurse. Now, are assistant. you saying that would be a vocational track, that or is are a, you saying that the tracks didn't exist? That is a vocational track in the sense, but it will lead to nursing. I don't know if you consider nursing vocational uh, or, or or not, but 
uh, yeah, that would lead you into a nursing career. And you could, uh, you could, I don't think it's all black and white. You could graduate college with a certification that could get you, I mean, you could graduate high school with a certification that could get you a job pretty much at any hospital or any nursing home. Um, I completely agree with this caller. I, I think that if people had the tracks that they knew that they wanted to go into before, because I mean, if you don't, no, know, let me tell you this, Buzz. The, the perception is pushing college on everyone, no matter who it is. Go to college. You'll be successful. Go to college. What did college do? But nobody's do to doing that you? except for unless it's your like parent. I mean, no one's saying that. Teachers, it's not like, it's uh, not like counselors, well, yeah, counselors. Teachers are, well, Look, yeah. but if you're expecting an 18 year old or a 22 year old to know what they're doing, how do you expect a 14 year old to know also, going no, into high school? Well, I, here's what I plan for my future. Well, by the way, it's no offense to college. It's student. De- it's the amount of money you pay for college. Well, I mean, and the co- but the, the colleges problem. are the it's one who the are the, yeah. It's the college's fault because they're the, they're basically doing it for profit. Colleges not are all, in, not colleges, all colleges are increasing not prices all on their. Everything, books, tuition at, at at prices that are not relative to the the pay that the, their kids are going to make afterwards. So I'm telling you, the call what the caller is describing, I think, is what we had when I was in high school. And it may not be across the country, but it's definitely there were you know some of these classes that were yeah, like academic blue track. collar. Right, we, we call it a- academic track. Uh, that was what the program was called. I think. But again, I, I, mean, I, I, I went, wish I went, I'd taken some of the vocational classes. Yeah, maybe absolutely. I could. Maybe I could change a battery in my car at least, or something. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you this: there's, there was a <laughs> right. Tell me about it. Yeah. There was a stand-up who started when he was 18 in town. His name's Julian uh, Luetta, and I know Julian. Yeah, you know Julian, but you know Julian was a kid when he started. He couldn't even legally get into some of the bars we were doing stand-up at. Uh, within the past, within three years, he graduated from uh, IT tech. He's a diesel mechanic now. He's making like way more money than any of the other comics, and able to pay for his travels to to do comedy. Oh, He's I, able to. I at no point have I ever said I think every single person should should aspire to go to college. Do you know how much plumbers make? Do you know? Yeah, probably six figures. Yes. Yeah. Electricians. Six figures. Yes. So we need to start pushing people towards the jobs that they think that they would actually be successful in and enjoy and not just say, just go to college. Just, it'll, it'll, do, it'll do good for you. It'll do wonders. Just go to college. No, you don't know what your plan is. You don't know what you want to do. Don't just go to college. Try and figure it out a little. All right. We got Uncle Bob on the line. Uncle Bob? They let him out of jail? Tio Beto. <laughs> hello, hello, Uncle Bob. <laughs> and I am going to refer to you as Uncle Bob. What's up, Uncle Bob? <laughs> Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, I have Good morning. A, I have a junior in high school who's about to go off, and we're having the same conversation. And uh, I, I hear what you're saying, Nico. You know, there's there's no life experience, so they really don't know what they want to do, or we really don't know what we want to do. Right. And uh, she's telling me she wants to do liberal arts, and she wants to go out of town. I said, "You're out of your damn mind." Because it's gonna, because <laughs> it's gonna put you in a poor house. It's gonna be really yeah, expensive. Sure. Exactly. So, so you're gonna get, and, and you know, and, and I hear Nico complaining. Oh, well, it's crippling debt. Well, yeah, but you can make that choice. Somebody else True. earlier mentioned, "Hey, you can go to community college. You can go to a local college." I'm offering a a family scholarship. I'll pay for education at UTEP for a liberal arts degree versus them going out to a university where they're going to accrue two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars worth yeah. of debt. You know, I mean, I it, it's understandable. There's there's no path at that point. And I'm a I'm a firm believer in getting an education just because it opens up a lot of doors. I can tell you that my employer um, has entry-level jobs that are paying 
you know, these kids are making 50 grand, 45, 50 grand right off the bat for doing jobs that don't require a lot of training. But do they require a college degree? Yes, we do require yeah, a college see, degree. See, there are some things, and you're saying these, you know, they don't need a college degree, but there are some jobs that that is one of the requirements. Right. They've just got that, as, a, and it almost seems arbitrary mm-hmm. at some point. Whatever yeah, degree it is, it doesn't matter which one, just have one, and that's I, all you really need. I, I disagree that it's, it's arbitrary because I think it shows that you are commitment, that you're committed, that you are responsible. That's a good point. And that yeah. you can, yeah, yeah. So, well, let me ask you, Uncle Bob. In your in at your work, does it have to be a, a specific degree or in a specific field? Not at all. We right. have people who have history degrees, communication, CIS. Right. So what they're saying is, we just want to know that you paid and you went to the four year and you finished and you got a piece of paper. And do they ever check grades, like how well you did in college? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> right. I think it's more just like, did you do this right. thing? Then we'll consider you for this job. Right. And, and, and realistically, where, they, where I'm going with this is that that entry-level position, you, you only have to put in 12 to 18 months, and then you jump into either managerial position or a sales position. So, I mean, you're on a fast track with this company. Oh, that's awesome. So, Can you tell us what the company is? <laughs> we're, setting <ourselves> <laughs> we're setting ourselves up for success there in terms of our future leaders. Mm-hmm. You just got to put in your work, you know, and, and, and you can't be... You you, you you should seek out advice because you need to figure out what your return on investment is going to be. If you want to be a doctor, well, hell yeah. I mean, if, if I was doing it, I'd, I'd get my degree at a local university, and then I'd spend my money on a, on a uh, more reputable uh, medical school, right, mm-hmm. or law school or whatever. So, I, you know, it, it really bothers me that people are complaining about crippling debt because I hear Nico and I hear my daughter, and it's like, come on, guys. It's, it's not that difficult. Well, you, know, you, you don't want the debt, then don't take the debt. Now, well, let me. You want that, would you be okay with your daughter not going to college? Um, uh, it's her choice, right? Right. And what I tell them is, you don't have to go to college, but if you choose not to go to college, you can't live with me. You need to go pay for your own uh, uh, living expenses. Yeah, that's old. That's old school. <laughs> that's but, like but an old school dad. But isn't, yeah. isn't the point yeah. though that the yeah, those... and, and I, I've met you a few times. We're very similar. Our children are, are very similar in age, and 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 I find myself thinking, Jesus Christ, this guy is. My brother from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm not going to call you brother, Bo- uh, Uncle Bob. I'm going to call you brother, brother Bob. Bob instead. Brother Bob. <laughs> brother Bob. No, I think you make a great point, I mean, Bob. Also, it sounds like, just, Bob, just talking to you, it sounds like, you know, your your daughter at least has somebody that she can talk to and give her some wise counsel. Think yes. about all the kids that don't have that. Well, right, but isn't the yeah. whole... And that's the those are the people that might get the crippling debt or, or get loans that they don't understand and but they might not have those But you guys are forgetting about the, the people that had the crippling debt and paid it <laughs> and back. And paid it off. Right. right. And found That's a way to pay it off. And it's a big, <laughs> it's almost this. like a big middle finger yes, to everybody who paid off their finger. student exactly. debt. And that's, where, and that's where I was because I, I kind of held on to my student debt because I was at, you know, I refinanced a couple of times. I was at two and a half, three percent. So I thought, you know, I'm, I'm making more on my investments and paying this thing off. But at one point I just got sick and tired of it, paid it off. And this was just, you know, recently and I had, you know, a significant amount. But, if it hadn't been for school, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have today. So, as I look at my my Social Security uh, statements and I see my income grow exponentially, 
it's Nico. You can't you can't expect to grab a degree and say this is what I'm going to be paid, and if I'm not guaranteed that, then I'm not going to do it. You know, it's a gamble. You're 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 speculating. True. You know, it's it's about how much you put into it. I, I am so. I am so wishing that you'll go back to medical school. My wife is, is in the medical field, and uh, <laughs> it, it causes a lot of... Uh, Wait a minute. Is this Nico's dad using a, fa- a voice <laughs> modifier? You, now you sound like Ed. You well, sound like Nico's dad. Bob, Bob I'll tell you. I, yeah, I, because... Because my wife is actually a product of an Ivy League school, and she's encouraging our daughter to pursue whatever the hell she wants and just get in debt. And I'm saying, hell no, you know, if, if you're going to go to medical school, then sure, get in debt. I mean, well, if I, but you're, you're you kind know, of proving my point. An English degree, if you're going to get an English degree, pump the brakes. Think about your return on investment. But that you're proving my point, Bob, is that that's what I was saying is – uh, kids and students need to know what job that they're looking ahead for and see if that degree plan is going to help them get it. If it's an English lit degree and you don't really know what jobs are available for those types of degrees, then maybe you shouldn't uh, pursue an English lit degree. Now, if you think that you want to be uh, a doctor, maybe teach English literature, maybe do research in English literature, go for it. Go do whatever studies you need to. But I was just saying, I think kids need to... to be informed that there's lots of options. You can take time to think about. And I think the most destructive thing uh, kids can do is start down a path in college and then realize it's not for them. It, it, it was not what they wanted the whole time. I think that's pretty par for the course. They, I think I think it's probably very common that people change their track in college once, maybe twice. Uh, sure. No, I, I know that. Yeah. But, but, so what but, are you laughing at, Bob? Well, because my wife, my wife has a, a colleague or a friend who actually finished an Ivy League medical degree and decided that they didn't want to do that for the rest of their life so then they started pursuing an ivy league law degree which is just ridiculous i mean i i think it's, right. at, at the end it'll all work out because they have you know experience in both fields they can combine them and they can make whatever they want out of them Bob, what, what life, if what if you're making do- a lot of money or what if what if your daughter said i i just want to take a year after high school, after my say, like gap year is what they call it. Would you? What would you feel? How would you feel about that? Um, it makes me really nervous, just based <laughs> on my own experience. Well, uh, sometimes you get into a gap year, and it turns into a gap two years, and then it turns into exactly, a gap half a decade, exactly. and then it turns <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. right. Listen, Uncle Bob. Thanks for the call. Thank you, guys. Say hi to Aunt Alice for me. We got to take a break. We got other calls coming in. Uh, I still want to talk about the winners of the mullet contest. Yeah. Um, one of our friends, comic Raymond Orta's son, came in second place in the youth category for his mullet. Wow. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back, talk about all that and more as the Buzz Adams Morning Show continues right after this. I love the morning show. Buzz Adams in the morning. Hey, so uh, I would establish our schedule for podcasts that we do. Yeah. All right. Every day, we owe you the Buzz Adams on Demand. And we have so far, haven't we? Right. That's right. So every day, Monday through Friday, you can expect Buzz Adams on Demand. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we owe you 
and After Buzz, which is a podcast that Nico and I do. Sometimes Joanna comes in, sometimes uh, Megan's in, sometimes we'll have guests, but Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we owe you seven podcasts. I'm counting the Buzz Adams on demand as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, we just started doing the Monday Movie Club. I think I want to keep doing that even if... Even if it's not popular, mm-hmm. it, I thought it was a lot of fun. Ask Joanna what she thought about The Godfather. Joanna? Yeah. What did you think? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and what was That's your attitude before you had to watch it? Was it was boring. It was boring. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz said you loved it. I thought he was joking. I loved it. So. I can't stop talking about it. What is it about The Godfather that you love so much? I just love the whole attitude of it's all about family. Mm. Okay, very Latina. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Um, What about the kind of mob stuff? Like, were you always, did you like mob movies before? No, I don't even like that kind of stuff. I don't care about that kind of stuff, but I just thought it was so well acted. Al Pacino was great. Mm -hmm. Robert Duvall! Robert Duvall! (laughs) (laughs) A fine actor, fine actor. (laughs) But now I'm doing the family guy scene. (laughs) And then Buzz and I yesterday were watching, there there are so many references of The Godfather in so many things that we all watch today. Any show that you've enjoyed, Seinfeld, Modern Family has done like references to the godfather or the godfather too it's just so it's almost like you're not 100 percent culturally literate (laughs) yeah right you you know what i mean yeah now that you've seen it you know what i mean there are all kinds of things that go right past you but if you're aware of the movie and i can make up and i do try and see those things like i tried to force myself to go watch those hunger games because i knew they were going to be a big deal and i went through the same <laughs> thing a couple of years before that with twilight yep. i felt like i need to know what this thing is yeah. so you and it was really it. hard to do and also harry potter i tried to make myself oh, go watch great. a lot of harry potter it insists upon itself you mentioned cinderella is your favorite the one with Whitney Moesha and Brandy, yeah, and is your uh, favorite. Who else is it? Um, uh, I've never heard of this. Um, you're telling me that Whitney Houston was in a version of Cinderella. She plays the evil witch. Buzz, you're sounding culturally illiterate by uh, not knowing this. Well, Whitney Houston. Whitney you're Houston. You're like culturally dumb, bro. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston's Brandy, the fairy godmother. And who is the um, the the queen mother? Oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi is in it. And uh, the, who's her husband? Um, the guy that was in Titanic. Yeah, the guy who's in Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio. The guy no, who's in the Legally Blonde. He's the professor. Pre- professor who is inappropriate. Oh, Victor Garber. Victor, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's who it is. That, you pulled that out. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, famous names. Okay, was this a theatrical release? It was like it showed in released, theaters. I don't know if it was. was in it, theaters. A, it, it doesn't. Was it a direct to video? I mean, Whitney Houston was a pretty big star her yeah, entire life. This is a life. huge I, movie. This is a big movie, Cinderella with Whitney Houston and Brandy. It came out when I was a kid, so. Let me the get 90s? one. Let me get one more call. Let yeah, me get one more call off the neckline. So it did. It came out in the movies. I just noticed on ABC yeah, they're Disney having movie. they're having Cinderella the reunion tonight in prime time on ABC. And I wonder if this is the one that you're talking oh, about. Interesting. It couldn't be the Disney when all those people are dead, right? Those people yeah, are long yeah. dead. Is there another famous Cinderella? Maybe it's the band Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, it's Cinderella, the reunion, a special edition of 2020 highlights the 25th anniversary of groundbreaking TV movie starring Brandy and Whitney. Oh, Houston. wow. So there's a special about this yes. thing that you love tonight 
on ABC. I mean, did, did I plan this cross promotion? Were you aware uh, that this Are thing is on tonight? Secretly? No, I had no idea. Honestly. What a crazy no dink. But I do love that Cinderella. It is. Awesome. Oh, by the way, huge milestone. Bernadette uh, Peters is in it, too. The divine Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. Big milestone. Just earlier this week, uh, Whitney Houston is officially 12 years sober. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, isn't she? Oh, that's why, because she's dead. Okay, got got it. Hello, Michael. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Hey, Hey, thanks for holding, Michael. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So I know you guys are kind of moving on, so I'll be brief, but uh, I thought I had a unique perspective on the whole student loan um, thing. I actually agree with you. Here's a millennial that agrees with you. If you take the loan, you should pay it back. (laughs) <laughs> just as a just as a general statement of ethics, if you borrow something, you need to pay it back. Have we lost yeah, our minds? <laughs> no, but it, it's taken me probably fifteen years, I guess, to realize that. You know, I'm just turned thirty four, but you know, I'm I was actually a high school dropout um, at sixteen, and then got my GED, and then I don't know if you know how the lottery worked here in New Mexico, but. You had to enroll in um, college the following semester, so I went in. Wait, with the lottery? MSU. Yeah, so it was the lottery. So um, basically, you know, uh, proceeds from the lottery um, would help fund education oh. here in New Mexico. So if uh, you graduated or obtained your GED, um, it used to be a hundred percent was covered. Now it's it, it's gone down, but um, they would cover the cost of you know a state. Um, institution, you know, a state uh, college, a public college, if you will. Um, and yeah, going into school, um, just turning 17, I was not prepared. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So, um, wait, but, but they require part of the requirement of your GED was you had to get into college right away after getting your GED. If, if you wanted, the if you wanted to go, if you wanted the lottery scholarship, got it. When yeah. you say lottery scholarship, I was picturing. All right, we're going to give you all scratch off tickets, and if you scratch off three in a row, you get to go to college. <laughs> hey, that might that might, that might not be a bad idea, <laughs> right? It might get more people interested in going. I don't know. All right, listen, but, Michael. Uh, yeah, go ahead. But no, but I was uh, I was I was way too young. I, I you know that I, I get where the last caller the. The uncle or brother Bob, he what he was saying, um, you know, in, in regards to that, like it, it makes you nervous taking that year off. Mm-hmm. But you know, being a father myself, I have an eleven year old, and I could see how that would make someone nervous. But you know, if it's taking a year off and figuring out what you want to do now, you know, not go like take a year off and go to Europe, but maybe just take <laughs> a year off and work. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's probably more feasible for most for most sure or volunteers high somewhere, school, yeah. but yeah, exactly. So um, and then currently, so or I intern took off, as they used uh, to call it. <laughs> yeah, there you go, and that's actually how I got my current position. So I work for the the state of New Mexico, and I'm actually back in school, and I'm paying my way through. And let me tell you, when you're paying your own tuition. Um, your motivation changes, and you realize um, you do the homework. Yeah, if you're paying it for, you, yeah, you, you don't do take a homework. lot of you don't take a lot of underwater basket weaving if you're paying your own <laughs> for eight, right? <laughs> yeah, buying time. Yeah, yeah, a lot of kids, and 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 I did this too. Uh, you know, I racked up quite a bit of student loans, and um, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I first went into you know psychology because uh, my cousin 
became one, you know, a legal drug dealer, if you will, like a pharmaceutical rep, <laughs> and, you know, making six figures right out of, uh, you know, college working for Pfizer. And I thought, oh yeah, I can do that. That's but what Nico calls the family I, business. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized I didn't want to do that, so I ended up basically changing my major a couple times before I figured it out. So sure. Yeah. Should graduate in, in May, but. It has been a journey, let me tell you. But, um, yeah, I took those loans out. They're my responsibility. And, um, yeah, and I don't think it's fair for people that have paid them back. I have friends that, you know, and family that have paid back their student loans. And if they do do this, uh, you know, forbearance or, or, you know, payback thing, they need there needs to be some incentive for those that did, you know, like whether it be tax breaks or or something, you know that. That would make sense. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah. Why sure. not? Some give tax breaks, a, yeah. I mean, an, we don't give tax break tax breaks for barren people me, in the backyard. Me, I me. mean, can we get a tax break for paying for a college? <laughs> now, right. Michael, let me ask you: Do you think college in general should be free? Oh, free. I, I, now, another thing that they <laughs> I think <laughs> nice done yeah. is. Um, it, see, and I'm I'm a moderate, I guess, but I I, I don't I don't know. I I, I think that. I, like New Mexico just did this opportunity scholarship. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but um, they set around, uh, set aside funds um, this last fiscal year, like in tune of like seventy million dollars. Um, you know, so if you go into if you're uh, you know seeking your first four year degree um, and you meet these parameters. Um, it covers your tuition. That's, so that's, that's another great. program New Mexico's doing. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know necessarily free because that kind of gets into somewhat like entitlements. But um, I'd rather see like healthcare. You know, I guess I think should be free. <laughs> right. If, right. If you're gonna pick out, if you could pick out one thing that to be free, like they have in Sweden, let's oh, say, yeah, would you pick out? Sure. You yeah, pick out healthcare. healthcare. Yeah. 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 School. I think everybody's yeah. on the same page yeah. there. All uh, right. Thank yeah, you, Michael. Let's, let's pick our priorities. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Great Thanks, talk. Take care, man. Appreciate it. I mean, that's the only reason some people get jobs is just so they can have health care insurance. It's a big part of it, yeah. Totally. If you can get, yeah. If you can get uh, employee-sponsored health care, that's uh, what, a big uh, Real deal. quick, one uh, comment from the uh, fan chat. This is from Monty. This is 100% haters being haters. A program to help people get out of crushing debt. Nah, they didn't help me. It's the same people that would rather trash their stuff instead of donate it because they paid for it and don't want someone else to get it for free. But what? see, I don't feel like that. I feel a little annoyed that I paid for college, but I also completely support the student de- debt uh, relief. I-, I-, I do because it's ridiculous, and you know, give these give these kids some relief. I just However, think maybe, maybe we. Cracked, I would like a tax break. Maybe we cracked, you know, you know, over tax Maybe break. we crack down on some of the predatory <laughs> practices and some of and, these things. Yeah, do. Right? We need to crack down on the colleges themselves yes, and the rate that they're increasing on. tuition and the rate that they're increasing the cost of One of the most heartbreaking stories having to do with education uh several years ago in el paso a high school graduate got a full ride scholarship to mit i mean they were such an outstanding student and they came from a a a disadvantaged background you know not not a wealthy background but they got a scholarship to mit for four years and her family didn't let her go they talked her because they were just afraid of letting her go. Of letting her be that far away. Right. So, mm-hmm. listen, I, and she's probably out there today. She went to, it just seemed like such a wasted opportunity for mm-hmm. somebody to get to be able to go to a college like that and have somebody paying the bill. And they're, you know, the family was just concerned. Well, she, you know, she's still, she hasn't been that far away. I, God, 
turning down right, something like too, that. Huh? Right, right. Oh, and obviously man. she, Oof. you know, she was she was something special mm-hmm. to be able to get that kind of opportunity. And I'm not against education. Like I have a vocational uh, degree. I was, you know, that's where I got my EMT and and uh, and stuff. So I I think education is super important. I just think you need to know what you want to do, and you know, let that decide. Thor, Love and Thunder is coming to Disney Plus on September 8th for Disney Plus Day. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay to see it in theaters. Yeah, you can watch it. (laughs) It'll be out out in a week and a half or whatever. Yeah. Uh, You can give us a call in the studio. That number is 915-910-4995. Let's talk to... uh, And a reminder that Justin Underwood's going to be in tomorrow, so if you have a legal question... Uh, we won't talk student loans tomorrow. <laughs> well, or we might have a question about their maybe. student loans. Here's Claudia. Hi, Claudia. Hi there. Hi. Um, so I fully agree that university should be something that as, I guess, a young person coming into their life, that it should be possibly helped or given some more opportunity that they can not have to pay for their loans long-term forever because I have a lot of friends that are in debt so much and they have no idea how to pay it back. Mm -hmm. Um, Me personally, I was fortunate that I only went to university and paid for a portion and the rest of it was paid. But looking back on it now, I think I would have skipped university myself um, because my education has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. Mm Do you do you think that maybe any part of your education enriched your life more now? I think it prepared me for some aspects of it. Um, but when it comes to sales, sales is one of those things that if you have the gift of the gab, you have right. the ability to speak to people and you engage. Like So many times I find that people don't even make eye contact anymore when they're mm-hmm. speaking to me, which is difficult because I'm one of those people that's like, eye contact is key and like understanding if they're actually paying attention or not. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring that up. I have friends who are like in sales and stuff. And th- I mean, if you're really good at your at being a salesman, I mean, no matter how much education you've had, that's what's going to get you through. Sure. For sure. Yeah. It's like having a, having a hidden superpower. If you're yeah. really good at that sort of thing, I don't know. But look, I think that in general, college can be a very enriching experience for a lot of different yeah, reasons, absolutely. even if you don't wind up working in your field. I mean, uh, definitely, you know, if you are in college, uh, I, I guess just apply yourself and try and get the most out of it. Well, but she's talking about all of her friends with this crippling debt that they don't know how to pay back. And a lot of that, I think, is people getting these loans without understanding what is uh, in the future for them. For sure. I also feel that um, travel is essential for people to expand beyond their natural surroundings. Because, for example, El Paso is a very family-oriented. A lot of people stay here. They don't explore other countries. Most people don't even have passports. Um, I wish a counselor at one point had mentioned to me I have the ability to have a working visa. Because there's so many countries that allow working visas from 18 to 30 30 years old. You mean you could use your your visa and go work for a year or two overseas in Australia or Finland? Yeah, Australia Australia and New Zealand offer an opportunity. So Australia offers two years for Americans. New Zealand offers one year, and you can extend it year by year based on your experience or what you want to do. And there's 
certain countries in Europe also allow Americans and Canadians also, excuse me, the Canadian government also allows for Americans to go for one year abroad. So it's a working working holiday visa. You do have to pay for it uh, still, I think. But you have to pay for your travel. I think you have to pay for the working visa. Oh, you oh well, you yeah, the working New Zealand, Australia, it's about a thousand dollars. to apply. But mm-hmm. so once you get approved, you have the ability to travel and work while you're there. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I, right. I agree. That should be. You know what? A lot of people don't. Thanks, uh, Claudia. You know, aren't aware of of the opportunities. Um, that can be used to travel and work abroad. I knew a guy uh, that when we drove from the east side to the west side, he was like, oh, so this is the west side. Never been here before. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of the I've west side. Actually seen been it. in El Paso my whole life. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Claudia. And that Thank was you. Iggy. <laughs> really? No. Iggy's definitely been on the west side before. The deal about travel, I mean, it is now that is an enriching thing that you can do throughout your life but it gets hard to get away you know you get family responsibilities the next thing you know only thing you you got only thing you can really go on is a disney cruise which i hear those are nice i have heard those (laughs) delightful well they keep you good and liquid up and then take the kids yeah they got mickey and goofy watching the kids and you guys are drinking coco locos (laughs) (laughs) out on the lido deck (laughs) (laughs) all right let's take a break we'll come back and we've got one more segment today's show left right after this this is the buzz adams morning i don't recall i think joanna said we have 10 minutes before we have to wrap things up so i'm going to do my best i will cut you off um, we have an After Buzz podcast today. Yep, so we do. We'll get that done and posted as soon as we're able right to. Right afterwards, today. we're going to be talking about student loan forgiveness. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a little almost, tapped out. My yeah. tank is I'm almost out of gas for that. Although there is a funny comment from the fan chat that says, um, don't forget strippers. Uh, after all, they're doing it to get through college. Yeah, so right. every stripper is going to college. Buzz technically has been paying a lot into the education system. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I feel like I had to get like a dormitory or a wing of the library at Stripper University in my name. <laughs> so you're going to watch the Cinderella, the reunion special on ABC tonight? I think I'm, I'm going to watch it, I think. Yeah. 2020, right? On ABC? 2020? I think it's just like, a yeah. Cinderella the Reunion. It's a 2020 special. Oh, though. is that what mm-hmm. it is? Yep. And you can catch uh, KVIA uh, ABC 7 News at 10 right after. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> nice little plug. Nice. <laughs> Wonder who you know that works there. I don't know. Uh, let's see what else I can tell you about. Oh, they busted a bunch of celebrities in LA for breaking the water rationing rule. I'm is sure. There, is that a uh, is there a water rationing yeah. rule? Oh in LA? yeah, drought oh. conditions in L.A. I didn't know they actually put a um, yeah real bad drought. <laughs> put a um, rule in place. They've got a monthly water budget, and here are some of the names of people who've received notices that they surpassed a hundred and fifty percent of their monthly water budget. Kim Kardashian. Yep. Courtney. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Sylvester Stallone. Yep. And the couple of Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are among the area's biggest water wasters. They're but, probably the biggest water wasters who are household names. You know, there's probably a lot of people there that are waste. Do you think it's all just 
What do you think it is? Do you think it's people that have just really nice green lawns? They're like, how else am I going to keep it green? You know, like people with big houses probably have expansive topiaries and hedges and grass and stuff. Or do you think it's because any of them have like a little farm that they're working on at their home and they're just trying to, you know, feed their family? Definitely Kim Kardashian's working on her farm. Yeah, I'm sure she's out there (laughs) milking the chickens and getting the eggs from the cows. Wait, you milk? Oh, that's right. Uh, Kevin Hart went 519% over his budgeted water use. I don't know. I mean, could the case be, look, my house, I, I got a bigger lawn and I got to keep it green. If you live in an apartment, you don't have to spend any money watering your yard, right? Or if you live in one of those houses that has rocks in the yard. That's maybe why Kim and Kevin should switch to xeroscaping instead of paying for that much water. Uh, Kim Kardashian was also named one of the biggest offenders when it comes to private jet emissions. Like, like Buzz, <laughs> if you had to sp- imagine their water bill, what do you think it is? Like thousands a month? I couldn't even. I couldn't even <laughs> hazard a guess. Why, why don't they just put a put thing rocks. in there, or or put a thing in where you cut off the water? Uh, right. If there was some way they could just cut off water, the, well, the landscaping water, like you cut off the water, except for the. I don't know. They probably use a lot more water. For everything, if you've got a... Do they deserve to use more water? No. <laughs> they're paying for it. Ah, it comes... Okay. Uh, I don't know. Are there fines or is this just... I mean, is there something associated with it where they're going to... Like, what's the what's the punishment for doing it? A hundred no lashes. Yeah. You get no water. Did you know Gabrielle Union has a nephew on the uh, Aggie football team? Gabrielle Union has a nephew... On the Aggie football team. Torin Union. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So if you go to a game, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade might show up for it? They definitely watch. uh, I did a story on it last year. They definitely watch watch Torin, for sure. Uh, The winner of the mullet contest. They had different categories. And... uh, Like blonde, brunette? No, like (laughs) age categories. Oh, okay. So, uh, they had a female category, too. Here's David Spade critiquing the kid mullet finalist, and he says the name Epic. That's Ray Orta's Raymond Orta. Brenda yeah. LaVille. Rusted. This cute little goat roper. I like the poofy hair. I like he's holding a little fish or drumstick. Blank stare. Pretty studly. Landry. Flag carved in. Oh, I don't know if that's legal. But you know what? This little mug shot's good. A lot of frecks. Good smile. <laughs> Billy Do. This tank. Oh, he means biz, dude. He's hitting dingers. Look at how huge those shades are. Terminator. Epic. Different shades. Nice. Interesting. Hawaii shirt. I don't know if I'd go with that. All winners to me, though. The winner won a prize of $2,500. And dates for life. Yeah, probably so. People love my hairstyle and stop me in the street. They say, how did you get that mullet? Cause man, it sure looks sweet. I say, you really don't have to do nothing at all. But I'm very happy that you asked. You just keep it all business in the front. So you can party hard out on back. And I'm entering a contest. The mullet is back, huh? Where I can show it off at last. Anyone who wants to show off their business in the front and party in the back has until the end of the month. If you'd kindly vote for my mullet, I could win $2,500 cash. You know what I think? I 